This is the 2014 regular season. Football starts on Thursday. We are recording here on Labor Day Monday. And we are Houdini. To my left, as usual, we got Stag Party in the mix with us tonight, which is great. Across the way from me as well is Dogmatica. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And this is show 143. So we're going to get into matchups heading into this week's games. We're going to really give you the lowdown on team-by-team -team breakdowns and give you talk about probably every player that's relevant and even a lot that aren't. So, um, fellas, I'm sure, like me, my voice is a little bit shot, but I'm going to do my best. I think I can power through this. Uh, but I think, how exciting is it that finally it's like uh, back into regular season? we got football until February now. I, I, I don't even, I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I wish I'd go with some long spiel or something, but I... I there's nothing to say at this point. It's it's on. I, I, I had a, I had a great draft. I feel like in my big money league, the league I've been doing with you, D-Rex, yeah. for for ages. I feel like I had a great draft. It's a, a league where we start rookie. I happen to have Derek Carr. We'll talk about that in a yep. while. Yep. Um, I, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving life. It, it, I can't get enough. You slaughter them like a wolf among lambs. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we will slaughter them. I love it. Um, Cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Houdini, obviously, you're in, what, you've had about 13 drafts and you got 14 to go, right? Something like that. I, uh, so I got, I got two, three more drafts this week. And you've done <laughs> how many? Three. Okay. So, no, four more drafts. This, so four more, yeah. So it's got a lot of uh, time consuming coming up. But it, what's exciting is that these ones, you wait till the end to do your draft. So everybody, there's no, like, hidden information on anybody, you know, so... It makes it sometimes a little bit tougher, but it's also better so you don't get ever have that draft a guy and then find out that he gets injured for the season and lose him. Or cut. Yeah, right? <laughs> As in our, the league that D-Rex and I do, uh, I'll mention it real quick just uh, for chips and giggles. Maybe the guys in the league are listening. We got a guy who drafted one kicker on his team, happened to be Shane Graham. We did the draft a week ago. He no longer has a kicker, and we don't do pickups until after week one. So he's he's trying to get an insta vote, and he got shot down. Yeah, yeah he's, no. He's throwing a fit, yeah. but we've know. been doing it this so way for a while. Sorry, homie. Draft yeah. a second. I didn't, I didn't take a second kicker either. He, he, if my guy went down or twisted his ankle, I know I'm out. He, he already put a waiver wire claim in for Matt Prater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet you he probably did. They're of they're of like they're of like mindedness. <laughs> oh, I saw your draft stag party, and there's a guy in his league that has uh, Matt, both Matt Prater and Shane Graham as his two kickers. He backed one up with the other, and he's got neither for four weeks at least. We gave him so much shit about the Prater pick that he ended up picking a you know somebody else off the sheet with no information. So that's hey, you get a high scoring team. For, that's what you get when you don't prepare for your draft. Oh my god! But the high scoring team, I don't you know that's that's pretty crazy. So um, good. We'll talk about our our good stuff uh, within the mix here. But let's get into some fantasy football week one action. Obviously, we know on Thursday NFL kickoff we have. The Packers are going to the 12th Man Arena up there in, in Seattle and playing the Seahawks. What a game. Yeah, that's a, that's a great open. They're really setting the tone for the NFL season with a game like that. It's the biggest statement game of the year. There's a lot of people who are thinking that uh, the Packers have a chance to go all the way this year. And there hasn't been a repeat champion from the NFC, I should say. Hasn't been a repeat champion since 92-93. So, I mean, it's real tough to obviously do. And Seattle's got their hands full with it. They have a lot tougher schedule this year, uh, a bit of a different lineup going on. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is uh, running on retreaded wheels a little bit. Uh, and we'll see what happens with that situation. But the Packers have a shitload going on. Aaron Rodgers going to be trying to prove himself right from the get-go after being injured last year. Uh, it's going to be fun. So are you predicting the upset? Are you predicting the Packers to win? No, I, winning in Seattle is a, is a, as close to an impossibility in the NFL as there is right now. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that you know anybody's infallible, but the Packers have a good chance. I'll tell you that right uh, now. Okay. I, I, before as I good a chance of any. Before I came over here tonight, I actually had a visit from a friend of mine who is a, from Wisconsin, diehard Packer fan, and firmly believes that the Packers are going to win and says, you know, well, it's all because of Eddie Lacy because we're going to be able to run on them and we're going to be able to, you know, if Eddie Lacy shows up, then, then everything is, is all good. And I, you know... That may be, that's definitely the plan. I definitely agree that that's the plan of what they want to do. But I have, and when you mentioned too about all the tread and everything with the, all the Seattle players, not yet. This is still week one. So there's no tread off anyone's tire yet. So I'm not worried in this matchup. True. And I think the big thing for Marshawn Lynch and the biggest factor that's going to be, if, they, if my friend wants to talk about Eddie Lacy on the other side, it's Marshawn Lynch in the running game going at Green Bay, who's without B.J. Rachi. Which is huge. That he's huge, and not having him is is huge. <laughs> Somebody was asking me just the other day, "Does anybody have a chance to be outside?" I would have. I told him. I would have said Green Bay until they, they lost told me that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was you. Yeah. And we got to remember a couple years ago when these two teams played, there was the replacement ref snafu. Uh, yeah. yeah, right, right. The miracle, you know, touchdown that might be a touchdown that's also was that week what, Was that week one or was no, that week? No, that was week three. Okay, week three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that golden, kind of broke golden the, taint got sneaked one out. Yeah. That kind of that was the straw that broke the camel's back there. So, uh, you know, that's a big kind of storyline. But the last fail time Mary, had, fail Mary, and it changed and it changed rules and such and such. I mean, that was a big uh, NFL changed uh, thing that happened. I, I've had a few instances with, with Val. Well, there it is. First but one I, of the new season. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've, also, there I've had some instances. 2014. I've had some unfortunate instances with trying to sneak one into the golden paint as well. But I, you know, <laughs> I, that, that's cool. I like it. We're not sickos just in the offseason. <laughs> the last time these two teams played, it was not a shootout. It was 12 to 
14. You know, that last touchdown was the sealer. And, you know, it was a totally different game. Aaron Rodgers. Zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns with just 223 yards in that game. I don't think he had an interception, though. Either. He didn't have an interception, you're correct. And he added 17 yards on the ground. So it wasn't a, you know, giant stinker. But, hey, it, it's not Aaron Rodgers' normal kind of game. Is that going to be the case this time around? I mean, I think it could be. They're a tough defense. And, um... You know, I think it could be another. Who knows? They they both can light it up, but it could be that same game like before, where it's like they keep the bolt, keep it under twenty three points, and uh, it's a grudge match. And I think either way, it's still it's 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 just these teams both need to show they can win a a gridded out type of game. And I think we both know they're both battle tested and can. But to see this week one against this matchup with such high powered defenses, offenses, it's gonna be sick. Yeah, and so much fantasy goodness happened in first game. We know we love that. Well, and it'd be interesting to see what the hangover situation is from them getting presented the you know the, their rings and putting up the, the banner for the, for the in basketball it usually means you're going to lose <laughs> but you know it's only 16 games of football and remember last year too the opening game Baltimore got screwed by not getting the home game yeah you mentioned and that last week. and then Peyton Manning goes for seven touchdowns now Thanks, one Orioles. thing I'm going to say too is look at what we've seen from. Uh, Russell Wilson so far in the preseason, and he has just been absolutely phenomenal. And what their offense has been looking like too—it's just been looking a lot more crisp. Uh, you know, he's in his third year under the same offense, looks very comfortable, knows exactly where everyone's supposed to be, has been throwing the ball extremely accurately. And then you add in the whole factor of Percy Harvin, which you know Green Bay knows very well because they played against him for four years. So they've been spending all their time game planning for him. Well, the one thing that surprised me about him, even more so than how great he's looked with the passing, is just the fact that he looks unstoppable on the run within 10, 10 yards of the goal. I mean, he's basically had like four touchdowns this preseason, not even touched. I mean, these aren't just like huge holes. He is that elusive, that fast, and that smart. And uh, they're game planning and doing some great stuff. When you got to worry now about Percy Harvin, like you said, doing one of these 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 hitches on the line, it's like you got to move stuff out, and it's really opening stuff for the running game. Don't you think, dog? And and then and say your piece after that. Don't you think Russell Wilson could have eight to ten rushing touchdowns this year? I I mean, it's it's the X factor on him being a top ten guy. That's exactly what I was going to talk about right now. Seattle is thought of and known as a rushing team, which makes Russell Wilson heading into, if people anybody still has a draft, listen up. Russell Wilson is the most underestimated fantasy QB in the entire league. By far. By far. By far. This guy has and been... And we knew that. We yeah, knew that was going to be the case. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. And he, and he, gets ta- he doesn't get taken until the 10th, 11th, 12th, possibly, sometimes even 13th and 14th QB because... Everybody's afraid, well, they run so much, he's going to have those dud games. He doesn't really have dud games. I'll tell you that right now. He doesn't. He rushes for enough yards to give you some points. He rushes for touchdowns, even though he had one last year. Still had over 500 rushing yards, I believe. Um, he throws up enough touchdowns, has enough great games. He finished top eight last year in, in fantasy QB points. And that's with our severely supposed uh, rushing team. They have a lot tougher rushing schedule this year. Wilson's going to be on the spot. He's smart enough. He's strong enough. He's got a good enough arm. And I believe with Harvin back especially, they have a good enough wide receiving core that they are going to roll through. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good passing game. Now, if you don't, if you don't mind, I, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. you're going to switch to the other side. Jordy Nelson's going to be locked down. It's, uh, Nelson's going to be locked down by Sherman, in my opinion. That's what I think is going to happen there. Last time they faced off, the guy who went off, and if you want to call it going off, was a James Jones who caught five balls for 55 yards. That I don't consider going off. 
Uh, Greg Jennings had six for 35, which is awful. Jordy Nelson, two for 19. Uh, Randall Cobb had one for negative one. Okay, so they do cover well over the middle. The little slot receiver guys don't do all that great against the Seattle teams. You might be looking at the third receiver. You might be looking at a Boykin in, in this matchup. Seattle also had a bit of a, uh, a kill. I don't want to say it's Achilles' heel, but they didn't guard tight ends very well last year. If Jermichael Finley was still healthy and rolling or something, I'd say look for him. But now it's it, they have a kind of a smorgasbord there. I don't want to say you want to. Who is the look guy? Is it Corliss or is it is it a Rogers? Who do you uh, think is going to be getting the game? Well, Corliss is going to have to be in line. It'd be staying in line to do some blocking. They're going to have to block because they have a strong pass rush. And it's just going to have to happen that way. Richard Rodgers might be able to get out there and get some, some catches. Uh, Bostic looks like, from what, it, from what I've heard, is not going to Well, Bostic's going to be injured. He's not right, going to be right. playing this first week. But so. I know all the Packer fans, they want Richard Rodgers. They do. Yeah. They really want Richard Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they can't really get enough Rodgers. I mean, that's the, Right, they want Rodgers to Rodgers. What a connection. Oh, it's amazing! Your good voice—you've got good voiceovers of uh, the guy from Welcome Back, Cotter. You just bought yourself a ticket to Pretzel Town, buddy. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, Pretzel Town, Pretzel there. Sure, nice. Well, any any last things we want to say about this game? Uh, the Thursday, September fourth. Obviously, uh, if you got anything else you want to go on, I gotta say it. Valverde. Yeah, I, I. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Stax. I mean, Russell Wilson was definitely the better quarterback in this. The last two times these guys, uh, you know, met up, he completed under fifty percent of his passes. Uh, but he threw for two touchdowns and then added some rushing yards as usual. And we all know the Packers' defense isn't vaunted anymore. Uh, it's you know, even with the addition of Haha Clinton Dixon, it's not looking <laughs> too good. Uh, you know, on that side of the ball. Uh, we is, haven't talked is too Matthews much. good to go and totally healthy, or is it not even matters? AJ Hawk shitty now. I mean, is, are the other pieces of their offense still ready? Are they serviceable, or is this a team that's kind of Swiss cheese? Love the pun. I mean, there's gonna be some. <laughs> Jesus, there's the Packers defense has their good games, and then they have the games where they get 500 yards toasted. And you put your Swiss cheese on top of that, a little mayo, a little bacon, you know. Have, have good Don't get sandwich. us hungry here. Clay, Clay Matthews, to me, is the key. Because he has to be the guy that has to pressure Russell Wilson, be able to catch him as he's trying to run outside the pocket and create havoc. If he doesn't create havoc in the backfield, then it's going to be lights out for Russell Wilson. And while he was 50% in that first matchup, that was as a rookie. Third year right now, it's, oh, man, it's just looking too good. Any last thoughts? Um, I, I do like them to run a lot of, of Marshawn Lynch in this one. With B.J. Raji being out, I think they're going to set the tone, getting him running out there. Um, I don't know how much they're going to use Harvard. With the fact that they're using him on kickoffs and stuff, they'll get him, they'll get him some good passes out there, and he'll have a pretty decent game. I could expect some short passes to, to Baldwin and a couple long uh, tosses to a curse. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. As soon as they uh, soften up the middle a little bit and draw in the safeties and stuff, I could see Curse going for a couple of long ones. That wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, I don't think we've talked enough about Eddie Lacy. I mean, this guy's going to be uh, you know centerpiece of their offense, and I think they're going to have something to prove week one going up against a stingy defense that they can run against these guys. And they're going to try and set the tone for the entire season that this isn't Packers you know teams of old, that they, they can play a little smash mouth. I think it's a tone setter. 
you know, Eddie Lacy's, you know, one of the, you know, my favorite guys this year and, you know, one of the top, you know, five running backs in most drafts. So yeah. we're going to know a lot. If he has a good game, yeah. good Lord. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But that's exactly what my point is going to be. I think Seattle had, takes on that type of mentality where they know, and I'm going to say this right now, I think Eddie Lacy's the best strong runner in the league right now. Stronger than Lynch, stronger than anybody in the league. I think he's a strong, strong runner. Seattle's going to try and make a point of stopping him. Pretty darn hard. And if if they can do it, it's going to... Like I said, this one is a stamp-in-the-mouth type of game. Great first Thursday game. Love it. Love it. I couldn't agree more. Well, we know we got another... We're going to probably talk a little bit longer about certain games than others for reasons that you'll thank us for because some of the games this week, most of them are on CBS. They got jacked up big time on week one. Scheduling um, are pretty dudley. So, but... Well, the next game we're going to go to is a pretty hot one, and a lot of fantasy players are happening here, and that's going to be the Saints at the Falcons. So basically that Saints and Falcons game is a lot of unknowns about the Falcons, and obviously the Saints, um, I don't think people have been higher ever, and that's hard to believe with what they've been able to achieve over the last five seasons ever since, uh, uh, you know, and ever since Breeze arrived, but... What they have right now is just an awesome, cohesive unit, and they've got new, new infusing of talent. People seem to be high on Ingram. I'll let you guys talk about it a little bit, but um, this one's got a lot of telltale signs for both teams, but I think it's more important fantasy-wise for uh, Falcons to kind of come out the gates and show that they can put up some points this year. I think without a doubt, they need to, to put up a big performance here, and I think it's going to be tougher for them because... The Saints' defense is a lot better than their defense. And especially now that, again, that they've lost Sean Weatherspoon. They've just all these injuries on their defense, and it seems like their defense has gotten old. Like, this whole Falcons team has kind of gotten old. You know, even when you look at the skill players from Roddy White to Steven Jackson, it's like we're really counting they on... Just got rid of, uh, they just got rid of Gonzo. Right. So, you know, Levine... Oldest player, old. offense player in the league. So, this, is, this has been... It was a savvy team. That's why they were. That's why they were winning so many games before. But now it's sometimes age just catches up to a team. And unfortunately, when you face the Saints, and both of these teams are familiar with each other, you know they have Breeze has faced the uh, the Falcons thirty times. So you know that's <laughs> familiarity. Just, just with with both within his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just, not just as a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is, that's, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot of games, man. That's a lot of games. But, but even Matt Ryan's gone and played eleven games against the Saints, and he he does great against them. I mean, his touchdown to interception ratio is sixteen to seven. Throws for two hundred eighty four yards a game. I mean, he's, he looks like a solid play. Now this team's a little bit different on the defensive side of the ball than the Steve they used to be. Mm-hmm. But you know, the addition of Jarius Bird and other guys, Vaccaro returning from injury. Uh, it, you know, it's a stout defensive unit, and they finished real well in the you know Pyro Power Rankings, uh, fourth at overall in points allowed. Uh, well, and that's from last year? That's from last year. 66 well, points a game. That's amazing. Dogmatica's strength of schedule. You know, I'm going to cover some of this because I'm going to use your goo. You've got other goo. You can deliver on, on, on a minute's notice better than me. Uh, you know that we, we, he definitely believes that the Falcons are going to have the, one of the worst rushing schedules, if not the worst strength of schedule, and it's no different. Week one, Atlanta Falcons, 30th, are going against the 30th uh, easiest 
uh, rushing schedule. So obviously the Saints defense is pretty sweet. And they had in the back in the secondary in the passing game. Isn't Vaccaro going to be on Julio Jones pretty much, or uh, is he a safety? He's a safety. Uh, he's a safety, but I mean they'll, they'll bracket. He'll be edging over. He'll be yeah. fine. And uh, trust me, Ed, Ryan has not done all that well. Did not do all that well against them last year. Uh, what I was going to say, first of all, Breeze has not faced. Uh, was that, was that faced wrong on that? Yeah, has not faced him 30 times. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's 16 times. But the last 10, he's thrown for 275 yards or more against him. Well, last, last, time, last, year he threw, <laughs> last year he threw for 317 yards a game. Against yeah, him. he hasn't thrown for less than 275 yards against them since uh, December of 2008. Uh, so, I mean, you know that Breeze is going to go off and he's going to have a good old time. But that Saints defense is so good that, listen, I'm. I'm not saying that Champ Bailey is the same old Champ Bailey, but they just cut Champ Bailey. Yeah, he was useless. He was useless to them. That's how good the Saints' defense is and can be. All right, so I mean that Atlanta's going to have a tough time in this one. A little bit tougher of a time. It's Julio's first real game action back. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it was 17 games. He's 13 and four against them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Six, did I say 16 and seven? I added 17 and 13 together and gave him 30 games. I like it. We've stats. all done it. Well, why don't you guys do me a favor, Stags? While uh, not, it doesn't really pay uh, for right now, but we pull up, pull up our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac, and uh, we had a couple questions that some of our audience put out there that I wanted to answer on the show. So just pull that up, and we'll intersperse uh, questions here or there. But I just. Um, my machine's on lockdown for the recording of this. So, uh, what do you, what do you, you know, one of the guys that people are asking a lot about these days is, what do you think, Terrence West or do I go Devonta Freeman? And there's like these, a lot of, is, should I go Devonta Freeman or Andre Williams? Uh, what do you think about, you know, there's these guys, there's a lot of rookie running backs right now that are kind of as, as, as close as you can really put these guys up against one another. Uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, Devonta Freeman this year? Um, obviously with the Asian Steven Jackson, and I don't think they're too invested in Jackson. He hasn't done anything for them. So if they're sitting there, and even if he's playing okay, and they're like, you know what, let's give, and this guy's looking better in practice and getting some great moments in, 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 in his action, couldn't he? Couldn't he get a? Uh, couldn't he get some, uh, some good playing time? Yeah, absolutely, he could. Here's the fact: when you're looking at all these running backs, you want to know where you go. Go where you think it's the best situation. Where is he going to get? Who's going to be the guy that's going to get on the field first? You know, obviously, who do you think has the best talent? But what's the easiest path to getting on the field? Because if you can't get on the field, then you don't. It doesn't matter. Do you think? What do you? How do you think? First half of the season. Let's just let's just keep it. Keep it this game, week one. But first half of the season, what kind of action, what kind of looks is this guy getting? Well, I, I think Freeman's going to get a little play. Okay, I mean he's shown well enough in the preseason, and, and Rogers has shown, uh, Jockers Rogers has shown to be Jockers Rogers, which is really nothing all that special. Um, the fact of the matter is, a lot of these rookies comes down to, like you were saying, who's going to get in quicker, who's in front of him that it could possibly happen for them. The, the quarterbacks is you know the quarterback situation out there is a great example of it. There's like five, six, seven, eight guys who can end up playing this year, but who has the fastest track? Like I was saying, Derek Carr happened to have the fastest track because Schaub happened to get a little bit of an injury and he sucks. So Derek Carr is going to get that first start. Now, when it comes to the running backs, Devonta Freeman has a real good shot at getting in there and get some starts and some playing time. Soon enough, because Steven Jackson is 31, um, coming up on 32. He's got a ton of tread on his tires. 
but it's not going to be until Steven Jackson breaks down. They are going to run Steven Jackson into the ground. I'm telling you that right now. And he can withstand some punishment. He is a punishing running back himself. You know, he goes 230 and he runs hard. And when he is on and when he's playing hard, he is tough to stop. He's a really good running back with a, a team that has a, a really good passing game like they have with Roddy White, Harry Douglas, and obviously Julio Jones out there. Matt Ryan is a really good quarterback that people kind of don't give enough credit to. But he's going to get some really good play out there. It's going to be tough for Devonta to actually do something for his fancy teams for a little bit without Jackson getting injured, which is a good possibility somewhere in the middle of the year, if you ask me. I don't. I think for me, I think if Jackson gets hurt early, if it happens, he he's one of those guys that if it happens to him, it, it just it gets him within the first four weeks of the season. But the thing about it is that they are already going to get. Think about why you like Devonta. Why you like? Uh, I love Terrence West, and it's because Terrence West is already going to be getting. Probably anywhere from eight to ten touches a game. So I think Devonta might be probably the, the same question. Thing. That's what I'm saying that's too. The question: It's like who gets the most looks is who's going to be. But the best here's the difference: until the guys go down, and situation. We, think, we think both think Tate's. We all think Tate's going down. That's not even it. I go to situation. What does Atlanta do? What does Cleveland do? Exactly. Atlanta throws the ball. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. What does Cleveland do? They don't know if they can throw the ball yet. They don't have any Great weapons point. in the wide receiver. They're going to run the ball. Great point. It's the amount of plays that you're doing in that situation. Running plays, Cleveland's going to run the ball, you know, 45 to 50 times, which is why he gets exactly. Atlanta is. I got a good segue for you guys to have a discussion, and it's it's obviously a guy that went in the first round pretty much uh, unanimously. In every league I was in, or was was looking at uh, Jimmy Graham, obviously uh, getting drafted super high. And what I've noticed, you know, I get a lot of people that email us or post on Twitter, direct message, blah, 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 their lineups, you know, or their drafts. And saying, hey, how'd I do? You know, I want to see, you know, I know you want to see your followers and what we do and blah, blah. And I noticed a lot of the people, and we talked about this about a month ago, that took Jimmy Graham aren't happy with their team. And it's funny, when you take Jimmy Graham on, the, on paper, you aren't happy with your team. Uh, so that just is something to say, and uh, if you took Jimmy Graham and were able to get other talent, and you are happy with the team. You're the right. Don't worry. I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't saying that in a way that I think Jimmy Graham was a bad pick. No, I, but he, he's got to really do a lot. It, but there's just something. I don't have Jimmy Graham from the first round or anything. But guys that did are always saying like, I don't know. And I just always, I don't really love my team. And then I see Jimmy Graham tight end. <laughs> you know what though? But here's the thing about it because it, these are probably people who didn't have Jimmy Graham ever on their team. It didn't happen last year, or maybe they had two years ago when Jimmy was was on Jimmy life, right? Yeah. The fact is that we know what he can do. I drafted him too, and on that team, when they they come out with the stupid uh, uh, CBS or Yahoo draft recap, they didn't uh, like my team. They hated my running backs uh, because you know oh, yeah. it's the one where I'm loaded. Jamal Charles and, and Forte. No, no, okay. no, no, not that one. This is this is it's Andre Ellington, Reggie Bush, but then they got Pierre Thomas, Terrence West. Uh, I loaded up on like all these. Uh, never you know, care. Just so right. you know, never send us. Carol, we think about your lineup after you send it. Don't ever care about the automated BS. Correct. Unless you drafted the exact guy that they have on their list, the way their rankings right. are set, if you didn't do that, you don't get a high ranking. And you don't want to take the guys they have on their stupid-ass list. So, in the last set, real quick, 
<laughs> Sorry, Stags, real quick. With the Jimmy Grant what thing. What a great look. Sorry, what was that? Oh, yeah, that was oh, a great look. My bad, dude, my bad. No, don't worry about it. That was an amazing look. It was a, it was a perfect step on. He was, holding it, he was holding it in for a minute, and you were looking over there, and oh, right when he's on the Tap me, dude. Tap me. I had no idea. The Jimmy Grant... In seven games he started against Atlanta, has scored a touchdown in six of them. One of them, he had two touchdowns in it. He scored seven touchdowns in seven games started against Atlanta. He's obviously the number one call. But anyway, what we you know, the truth is, before you go, <laughs> me too, and you. I mean, go ahead. Those rankings are so subjective. Last year, my buddy drafted a guy. Or drafted the all white squad, got an A plus with Amendola, Welker, and uh, Julian Edelman, got an A plus, finished at the bottom of the league. Yep, absolutely. The all white squad. Just well, because. They loved Amendola, actually, because I had Amendola, and they're like, oh, he made a great pick with Amendola. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that's going to happen Brandon Cooks, is they're going to get him going early. Just to set the tone for defenses. I'm not saying that he's going to be able to sustain this, but they're going to try and make defenses not be able to or think that they can't just focus on Jimmy Graham the way they have for the last two years. Let's be honest. Those wide receiver crew, I don't care where McColson gets drafted. I don't care what you think about him. It's Brees. There are so many players that would just be make Breeze be in such a better place from fantasy and victories and playoff win, uh, and he's got a Super Bowl. So, uh, But I, I think at the end of the day, I think Cooks is that kind of guy. They're going to get him going so that other defense, like, and no one benefits more than this, than Jimmy Graham. I, I, I agree, but I'll tell you what. Colson is also still going to be valuable in this week, and here's the reason why. For this team. It, well, no, but especially in the early part of the season. And you got to think about it, too. Think about situationally. Does Drew Brees have the chemistry and the connection yet that he trusts Kenny Stills? Does he trust Brandon Cooks all that much? He knows that he can trust Marquise Colston. He knows that he can trust Jimmy Graham. So for the first, I'd say, quarter of the season, four to five weeks, you're going to still see Colston being the guy that's looked to in that red zone when they're in those situations. Then you're going to start seeing when a guy like Brandon Cooks starts flashing and doing some different things and creating some crazy separation, then he's going to become the, getting more of those touchdowns later in the season. Listen, do I think that Colston is still going to break down? Yes. But have I underestimated him a, a bit? We yes. all have. You know, he's I, I, very I underrated you, guy. I, he's down my rankings quite a bit in the season-long rankings uh, because I really do believe he is going to break down. But, that but he is. is. But week to week, you have him. Right you have, now. Oh, he's top yeah, 30. Yeah, exactly. Right now. He is healthy. And in that all-important third game, in the, the preseason third game, Breeze was loving him. In that first quarter, in the first couple series, threw it to him five times. For like I think it was four catches. Don't remember exactly how many yards. He caught a touchdown. He loves his Colston. He's used to his Colston, yeah. and he's going to use his Colston, think especially against an interdivision rival when he knows he can use this guy. Think about this. Colston had 943 receiving yards last year. It was the first time he was held under 1,000 yards since 2008. And Kenny Stills is looking like he's probably not going to play this week. He's looks like he's going to get the questionable tags. So yeah. He's got the quad. He's got the quad, he's got injury, the quad yeah. injury. So that's kind of a big factor. That means you're going to get Cooks the ball a little more. You know, targets are going to be dispersed a little bit. Just having this conversation, think about that. those receivers for Drew Brees. Again, that's the way I started. But Cooks, Stills in his second year. And Cooks is a smart fella. You got Jimmy Graham finally paid. There's no fucking BS like there's been kind of lingering for the last year and a half. Uh, Colston, he loves his Colston. Colston's in there. He's healthy, great. And then I haven't even and, mentioned Nick Toon and, and Joe yeah, Morgan. Nick, but but those four, they got those, Meacham finally. Meacham's gone. But those four guys, think about it. That is 
that kind of the perfect dynamic. Stills is a little, is like what, but 5'11", 6'1", 194. Okay, but he's got that speed where he can take the top off. They got a dynamic slot guy that's fast that can take the top off, but also can go middle. Great hands, both guys. And then they got the big, you know, Colson's more of that finding the pocket, settling down, kind of like six a, a four, Reggie Wayne. Is Nick Toon, six Reggie four. Wayne's going to be doing a lot I of that stuff. Wait, that savvy vet. I mean, Breeze, the most accurate, maybe Manning, but most accurate placement passer in the league. Certainly, over the last five years, you with, that with, kind of four, exactly. yeah. with that kind of operation, exactly with that kind of operation. I'm going to set. Here's what's going to be more for Breeze. This is also why I've been always so high on Breeze, and especially this year too. Especially if you're in these long touchdown leagues, this is a year to have Breeze because. Do you know that Kenny Stills averaged 20 yards a catch last year? Yep. So now you're going to put him and Cooks. This is what it's going to You're going to have the two burners on, on, on either side of the field, and it could just be he's going to be able to see, oh, oh, I got a yard here, I got a yard and a half here. Easier touchdown. However, I will say this whole uh-huh. thing with Stills and, and, and his leg, and his yeah, hand quad, yeah. that quad or whatever, that's something, the, those leg injuries for the burners, it's a bummer. That's gonna linger, and as soon as they open him up again, that's when it that's when it starts to bomb uh, him out again. I've true. had those Ask problems. Mike Wallace. Yeah, right. it's it's something that just sticks around for a while. Consider yourself insane. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, that helps our bet for me. Yeah, yeah right, right uh, <laughs> But I've got Breeze in our main league, so I want all the weapons at his disposal. Uh, all right. Anything else to say on this game? I think uh, we kind of spent some good time on it. What, what about uh, the wide receivers for the Falcons? You know, I mean, we talked about the, how good the Saints' defense could be, but I, th- I still think Julio's going to get some love, and I think Agreed. Roddy's. Where do you have him ranked this week, Don? I think I got. I think I got Julio at about uh, six, seven, or eight. Uh, I'll tell you real quick. Yeah, pull that up so I we can go back right there because we are doing week one. I got, I got Julio at six. Doesn't mean it's not going to move, but. No, I got Julio at six and Roddy at seventeen. He's got to use those guys quite a bit. Well, we already determined. That Plus, I think they're going to be behind. Yeah, well, we already determined this is always a shootout of a game. I mean, you're talking uh, two hundred eighty-four yards on average for uh, Matt Ryan and three hundred and two for Drew Brees. They're throwing the ball. So. I'm not going to pull this up because <laughs> it's going to take a little digging. But I remember doing uh, some stats on these two teams playing each other, and I think it was over about the last seven or eight games, they averaged like 50-plus points a game combined. So you're talking uh, like at least seven touchdowns in this game? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's so what's a fantasy, fantasy. There's a lot of fantasy goo If you own Julio, Roddy, any of these guys, you are obviously starting these guys. And one last, if you want to talk at uh, 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 the uh, Saints again, Pierre Thomas, what's going to happen in that backfield? I am I very like interested. I'm Ingram. very interested. Is Ingram, in this gonna, one. Is Ingram I'm more. I'm more interested in Ingram. Is Ingram's preseason going to carry over in the regular season? And this guy, a Heisman Trophy winner, a first rounder out of nowhere, maybe a guy that Peyton. It's like one of his, one of the sore spots on his drafting re- and his coaching resume. Is he going to force that and be like, I told you, fuckers, fuck off? One and of is the, he going to be a viable fantasy option and a good player for a, one of the things that Breeze has done team. in these games is used used Sproles quite a bit. And Sproles is no longer there. I can see him using Pierre Thomas quite a bit in that role for this game. I w- it wouldn't shock me at all if Pierre Thomas had six, seven catches at least. He's got a- and 70, 80 yards off of those receptions. They give him another 10 12, to 15 carries. This guy's going to have over 100 total yards, pro- probably a touchdown. That's, awesome. my, that's my guess. It's gonna. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to throw the probably touchdown, but I like Pierre in this one. That's awesome. All right. Well, the next game we're going to hit to is Vikings are going to be at the Rams. We're not going to talk about that one guy that didn't make the practice squad. Yeah, right. We're not interested. Uh, 
I hope you make the uh, league. If not, we'll see you in Canada. But the Vikings... <laughs> the Vikings are going to be at the Rams. And obviously, uh, a lot of unknowns here. So, you know, take it away. Do your thing. I'll start it out here real fast. So you have the Vikings who have looked very good in the preseason. Their offenses look phenomenal. And they have not had Adrian Peterson in there at all. At all. And we know what Norm Turner does with great running backs, what he did with LaDainian Tomlinson, what uh what he what he did with Ricky Williams, what he you know, what he did with Emmett Smith. It's like you know, the guy the guy gets the most out of his running backs. So we know this is gonna be what's interesting is because this is the strength of the Rams defense. It's that front four that's just gonna get after you. So I think they're really going to have to lean on Peterson in this game more uh, just because I don't think that you're going to have time to let the bigger plays develop for uh, Cordero Patterson. If he's going to make the big plays, to me, I think it's on more of the shorter slants uh, or, or little screens or, yeah, or any way that you get the ball in his hand within the first you know, uh, two seconds after the snap. Uh, I agree. And, and uh, I know it's, it was two years ago. It was 2012, which, I mean, isn't that far removed. But the last time Peterson faced these Rams was in St. Louis. 212 yards and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, but this like, was also the Rams team that gave up DeMarco Murray that year, like 200 and whatever yards. That was a horrible rush defense that year. For well, the their rush defense last year wasn't all that great either. I know. <laughs> well, that's why I said you have to run against them because exactly. they are with Robert Quinn and, uh, and, that, and that front four. Yeah, they can definitely rush the passer. They yeah. can definitely rush the passer. Well, for sure. Against Against uh, running backs, they give up about 14.8 points a game. And, you know, uh, yeah, their defense has improved with the addition, uh, you know, of the guy through the draft, whose name I'm seeming to be blanking on, even though he's my favorite guy in the draft. <laughs> and I wanted the Bears to draft him, like, so bad. He's a one-gap penetrator from, uh, you know. Oh, the Penn State guy? Yeah. No, not Penn no, State. No, Donald. Pittsburgh. Uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, Donald. yeah. Um, he's my favorite guy in the draft. I think he's going to be a great pickup for that scheme. And you know, these guys, all they want to do is rush the passer. I think that's you know part of their problem. Um, so we'll see if they can stop the run on a you know consistent basis in this game, or else Adrian Peterson's looking pretty good. Well, the other guy who, who benefits, I think, this week is your Kyle Rudolph. You know, again, because of that that pursuit of of the defense. Again, I just don't see the long plays being able to develop. So I think that a lot of times it's going to have to bail down to a Val and a Kyle Rudolph over the middle. Well, I would normally say yes on that. And that analysis would be dead on with any other team, except St. Louis has been, strangely, the best team against tight ends combined over the last three years. Last year, they were number one. So, and this, I mean, this Maybe is... that's a Jeff Fisher thing. Uh, yeah, they, they are just really good against tight ends. And I do have Rudolph down quite a bit because Fisher's of mustache definitely makes it look like he really likes to focus on tight ends. Oh, boy. Who wants a mustache? Uh, I know we're going to talk about that guy. Ogletree is a good, you know, pass-defending linebacker. And, you know, James Laurinaitis is probably overrated for all his tackles. Yeah. But he's good in the passing game and not so much in the running game. So their pass defense from their linebackers is, is very the, good. The field, exactly. That's why they have a really tough time okay. with those tight ends. Uh, the analysis is correct. <laughs> Retract rewind. <laughs> now moving over to St. Louis. Let me do that in a little rewind. <laughs> moving over to St. Louis, I don't think we need to talk about Greg Jennings. He'll probably have four catches for forty-eight yards, or five catches for fifty-two yards. Sound about right for Jennings? I'm going, about right. I'm going for uh, five for thirty-six. Maybe. Yeah, that, 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 or he breaks a wide open blown coverage, and the guy trips, and he gets a seventy-yarder. 
But it's one catch, 70 yards, and a touchdown. No, I mean, With one shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go talk. Well, yeah, no, yeah, moving, over to, moving over to St. Louis. Obviously, we all know that Bradford went down for the year. So they have Sean Hill starting right now until, or maybe, who knows, Case Keenum, who they, uh, just, who they just signed, claimed just, off, picked, just picked claimed up, off of claimed off of waivers. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with him. He's actually, I mean, he used to, he set records back in college, if you guys remember. He's um, small. But he is. He's small, and he has a tough time identifying defenses, has a tough time, time picking up offenses, so it could be a while. And he's but a Sean Hill rookie last play. year. Sean Hill can actually play. He hasn't started a game since 2010 or, or something like that, but he can play. He can actually get out there and throw that ball around. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, oh, fuck. I was loving the second string holding around the uh, the clipboard stuff. Yeah. Why, why did why did he have to go down again? I didn't. I thought this year was his year. I wasn't gonna have to play, sure. and I was gonna be able to pick up a six million dollar contract. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if this is one of those things too. Like, do you wonder if you're Jeff Fisher? Are you actually happy that Sam Bradford went down? Not the fact that he went down. Maybe it extends your contract for another year because you have what if there was a good chance that Bradford was, was starting and just did horrible? Then you got to answer the questions as to why can't you put together an offense or whatever. Now he's got a built-in excuse for it, why it doesn't go right. And, you know, and it probably wouldn't go right in this division for them anyway. Uh, I picked them to finish fourth anyway in this division. Well, I mean, they got they brought in, uh, brought back one of his boys, Kenny Britt. Yep. Um, Brian Quick looks like he's made the next step. And I don't believe in the third-year wide receiver thing, but it just so happens that Quick has finally caught on a little bit and seems like he's doing his job. Uh, Tavon Austin so They is, seem like they drafted a lot of dumb players lately because Tavon Austin didn't understand the system last year. Brian Quick couldn't pick anything up. You know, having to go back and retread. It's like Stedman Bailey, he had his other, all of his other problems. Stay away from West Virginia, apparently. With yeah. <laughs> Not too smart over there. Yeah, that's why. It's, hey, it's but they kick, Oakland they kiss six-year-old uh, yeah. coach's daughters. They make they make great <laughs> they make great moonshine. Ding 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 ding. Isn't that where the deliverance was freaking shot? Alabama, I thought. We'll we'll focus on we'll Tennessee. focus on West Tennessee? Virginia. Oh, West we'll, we'll, fo- yeah. we'll we'll focus on West Virginia another another time, and we'll do a whole deliverance thing. Yeah. Uh, if you live in Virginia and you're listening to us, we still love you, but we got to make fun of you. Still the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Don't try dumb with me. Wee! Wee! No, don't do it. I'm trying to go to bed early tonight, dog. You and Poltergeist scare me the most. Anyway, so uh, this Rams offense is obviously, for the time being, is going to go through Zach Stacey. It's going to be a Stacey show. Uh, They're going to try and run the rats off, which they will be able to, against this Minnesota defense. The Minnesota defense is not all that improved. Um, they're going to be able to be passed on. They're going to be able to be run on. Uh, I, I do. I, I'm not going to say because it is Sean Hill, and obviously it's a whole different thing uh, with that passing and without Bradford there. So I'm, I'm not going to say that I love a quick or I love an Austin or I love a Brit, but those are slight sleeper picks in a game against possibly the worst pass defense in the league. I got another sleeper pick for you too. Is Benny Cunningham? Uh, this is a guy who's been very impressive in the preseason, and everything that I told you about Trey Mason means that Trey Mason's not getting on the field. Benny Cunningham is, you know, is going to see some touches in there. Not 100% sold on Zach Stacy. So this will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm, this is one of those curiosity things, okay? All the talk is one thing. The talk is cheap in the preseason. When they get into the actual game, what do they do? Is Zach Stacy going to get 28 carries in this game? If he does, then then everything that they've been saying in the preseason. I think they believe in him. We just know we just don't we just can't really tell if he's NFL um, 
elite yet. You just don't know. You just can't say whether an elite obviously is not. But even NFL start 16 games and get the lion's Listen, share. It's not going to shock me if the guy only runs for 3.8, 3.9 yards a game again. But again, Stacy has another. He has a built-in excuse as well. The running game does. They're not working with Bradford. He didn't work with Bradford last year. He, he, he was working with Kellen Clements. So they just hand him the ball over and over and over again. He ran for a ton of yards, but it took a ton of carries to do it. Yeah. They're going to get him 25 to 20 to, to 28 carries. They're going to get Benny Cunningham as well, 10 to, 15, 10 to 15 touches, carries, whatever. Jared Cook, I think, is another great call in this one. Minnesota, I think, was second worst against tight ends last year besides Arizona, which was the worst. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, here's what we're going to do. You guys are each going to get to have a little uh, moment here to talk about the Browns at the Steelers. But we're going to catch up in a little bit of time here because um, we're doing what we always do, and we got three games in, and we're at uh, 45 minutes. So um, Pyro just, style. Pyro style, but we, we, we got to keep these things going. So on these games that are duds like this one, let's just get into it. We don't have to mention that guy, Mr. Football, at all. Uh, but let's just talk about that game. Give me, give me some thoughts on what you're thinking, and we'll move on to the next one. Well, like I said, when we were talking situation, this is going to be a game where both of these teams are going to be trying to establish the run. Um, you know, so is, is do we know for sure? Is, is Le'Veon Bell and, and they're not suspended for this game, right? They're, they're, they're playing in Week One, from my understanding. Uh, that's my understanding as well. So if they're both playing in, in Week One, both these teams, that's what's going to be. This game is going to be about. You're going to have. Most of all the stats coming from the running game. Antonio Brown, though, is going to get, in my opinion, at least 10 targets, uh, probably closer to 13 targets in this game. He's going to be absolutely a fantastic play. Um, you look at Jordan Cameron, he's going to be the main targeted guy as well. Brian Hoyer likes to, to, to throw to him. We remember what he did, four touchdowns in two weeks, three touchdowns in one game and that, during the two games that he was healthy and started last year. Um, so... That's where I see most of the action happening. Ben Tate's going to be established running games, and those are your other two wide receivers on both teams. Both you got any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I really like uh, Ben Tate this week. I think this is a week where he's probably going to hit the 100-yard barrier. Uh, you know, Steelers' defense is not what it once was. My only question is, what? everybody's so high on Antonio Brown this week, but you know he's going up against a tough corner in Joe Hayden. Um, so I just want to know why you guys... You know, uh, where do you got him ranked? He's got him five. Let me tell you why. Yeah, right, so I'll, I'll defend you. Let me defend you. Okay. Yeah, tell, right. tell him the games he's had against. So okay, so he's facing Joe Hayden. And he's all too familiar. Last season he had uh, Brown had 15 catches for 179 yards and a touchdown in two games against him. Uh, those 15 receptions came on 24 targets. So Hayden does make Brown earn it. But Antonio has more touchdowns with three against Cleveland than he does against any other team in the league. So. Uh, and Big Ben should look, you know, Big Ben just looks his way all the time. So even though he has that matchup, it's one of those ones where it's like, these are like, it's like a schoolyard fight with those two. They get out there and they just get after each other and they give him a ton of targets and, and Hayden get, wins a bunch of times and so does Antonio. And this has been the closest these two franchises have been on the, uh, on the talent and, and expectation uh, level. Than, that I can think of in ages. I mean, literally going back to the Ernest Biner, the, the Cozart days. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. mean, literally, they, this, these teams are, the Steelers aren't, might not be that much better than the Browns. No, they're not. Yeah, I mean, you go, you go years back. I mean, it's either a touchdown or 100 yards or 151 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it, Antonio Brown just loves playing against the Browns. I think it's probably because of his last name. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, the last, talk, thing say, last thing I want to say about this one, um, I think it'll be the quickest game of the week. It wouldn't shock me if it lasted one hour and a half, and that's including the halftime. <laughs> run, run, run. I love run, it. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. All right. We got the Jaguars are going to be at the Eagles. Shoot. Let's, like, this isn't that exciting of a game, uh, but it's it's kind of cool. But just do give me your thoughts, dog. Keep them kind of swift so we can kind of catch up here a little bit. Um, I actually, I think, I think it's obviously all Eagles games are going to be fun to watch. You know, they're going to be pushing harder and and they're going to put more plays and more and more and more plays. Last year, you thought they played fast. They're going to play even faster this year. I'm inter- interested to see how Macklin does in this first game back after missing the year in the, in the uh, wide receiver one slot. Um, I think he does fine. I think he does absolutely fine, especially against. I mean, Jacksonville isn't terrible. But uh, they're not great either on the defensive side of the ball. They got better as the year went along last year. Uh, but it's, it's going to be fun to see how Philly uh, just ruins them in this one. It, it really is. I, I completely agree with that. All Eagles, all day. I know Dog is very, very high on Zach Ertz this week. Oh, yeah. Now he's got him at number two, so I'd like to hear a little bit more why he likes the Jacksonville Hurts. had one of the worst worst defenses against tight ends last year. They got their asses ripped apart. Um, I would love to say it was Selleck, but Jacksonville is actually going to be able to rush the pass. It's going to try and rush Foles a little bit, so they're going to keep Selleck in a tiny bit. So I think Ertz is just going to get all the plays this week, and I think the guy's dynamic. The guy is when he's one of those type of tight ends. In a couple of years, you're gonna say, "Shit, this guy's unguardable." We can't. He's a, he's a fucking. He's a speedy wide receiver in a tight yeah. end's body. He's he's really that good. They say he's really smart. Obviously, he's got the and body. He is smart. Yeah. The one thing about Stanford uh, kind of slipped a little bit. We didn't like him in last year's combine. We didn't like the way he looked. But obviously, he's a tough worker and gonna be a stud. But. The thing I'm really excited about and I think could happen with this team is the fact that there is so much talent. It could really be a round, a wheel, a turning of all time. Who really gets these games? It could be Jordan Matthews one week with Ertz. Well, I think it's another, another time it could be just Josh Hoff and he's lighting up. Another one it's all rushing and it's 250 yards for friggin' McCoy, Shady. And, you know, when, you're, when, when you get in that way, it's like the one reason why I kind of stayed away from the team other than I really like Foles is and, and obviously I, I really love Shady too. Is I think that there, it's almost I feel the same way about the Niners. There's too much talent that there's going to be too much swaying and movement to get the real consistency from your wide receivers, from your tight end, uh, well, because there's just such a spread off. But you also because you don't have a superstar at that position. Your superstar is McCoy. You don't have a superstar at the wide receiver position yeah. on the team. But here's another thing that I'm I'm really interested in this game for. Um, Darren Sproles. Oh, I'm, I'm really curious, how are they going to use him? Because McCoy does all the same things that, that he does. So it's, is he going to actually come in and spell him for six, seven plays in a row? Or is he just going to be brought in while McCoy's out there and being used as a split-out guy and like kind of doing some of the Deshaun roles and things that, that he was doing last year? And the other thing that I'm very interested in seeing is your guy that you talked about all offseason. And, and I want to flip a, a couple things. It's the young players on Jacksonville as well. Uh, the receivers, but Toby Gerhardt, right? Yeah. We want to see how is he going to be as the, lead, as the lead guy. Are they going to give him 25 touches, or is it going to be 18, 19 touches, something like that? 
How effective is he yeah, going to be? What is he going to do? Right. If, if, if he's shit on a bed with, with either of them, it doesn't matter. You know, Philly was actually surprisingly good against running backs last season. They finished 11th overall against Garden running backs with 16.1 points a game. Uh, so, you know, I think he might get a ton of carries, but it might be 25 carries and 80 yards. I don't think he's really going to explode or go off or anything. So it's going to be a lot of volume this week for Gearhart. I think that's a good... Bell Verde. Well, Philly actually led up the fourth fewest yards per rush last year. 3.8 yards per rush. The only teams above them were the Jets, Arizona, and St. Louis in yards per rush last year. So Philly's actually a a lot better than you think. Jacksonville isn't so bad either. Only 4.2 yards per rush. I'm not going to say that McCoy isn't going to have a great game because he probably will, but it took volume for you to beat Philadelphia on on uh, the ground, and that's what they're going to have to do with Gerhardt if that's what they... Uh, I think them. with that high-powered offense, uh, the Eagles, mm-hmm. teams are going to have to beat them through the, through the air. Or maybe you're right. They, if it's tough to beat them on the ground, that's the perfect anecdote for their offense because you're going to have to either score a lot of points or slow down the game. And if you got a good rushing defense, then you're slowing down the game anyways. The, but the one thing before you go back to that that I'm really interested in is Riley KKK Cooper... Or Jordan Matthews. How does this dynamic work? You saw them both. Riley went higher in drafts than I haven't seen I think than I thought. And so Jordan didn't as much, but they're still in that zone where it's like, which one of those two guys is going to be putting up fantasy points this year? Maybe both, but there's definitely a him or him or him kind of scenario I, I, there. I see it as, again, kind of the same situation when I brought up with Colston. It's who do you trust right now? Well, you're going to have more trust in Cooper, who you threw the ball to last year. So once. You know, he knows what he has there, so that's going to be the early guy. Once Jordan Matthews gets comfortable and starts knowing that he's not thinking about his breaks, he's just going into his routes, breaking into his breaks, making the catch, then all of a sudden talent will will out. The only difference in the two two situations that I believe that Colson's going to start to break down, whereas I believe that Riley Cooper's going to be dropping balls like he does, and they're going to start to move more towards Matthews, who usually is very sure-handed and a lot more dynamic. Than, than Riley Cooper. Yeah. Um, in, in the end, I think that what Kelly wants to do, Chip Kelly wants to do, is he wants to prove a point, and he wants to get. He knows he's going to win this game. He knows the Eagles are going to win, so he's just going to he's going to play his offense the way he wants to play it all year and go, 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 which means a lot of passing. You know, I, I think most of the year he's going to run the ball a lot more, which actually means more plays because it's quick, quick, quick. But this one's going to be more passing, if you ask me. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't want to. I didn't want you to cram it. But you know what? I want to tell one more guy before we ram it. Just ram it. We already talked about the Rams. We. I know. We, we got to bring that back. We got to bring that back. But uh, is Marquise Lee? I really want to see what this guy does. He has looked great in the preseason, and I'm. Philadelphia should put up a ton of points in this game, right? Absolutely. So they should get to the point where, where they are well ahead, and then I expect to see this rookie getting a lot of opportunities to potentially get some nice uh, fancy points. Last thing on this game, I don't know who's starting QB right now for Jacksonville. Do you? Have they announced it? No, they haven't announced it, but I'm okay. assuming it. They, listen, everything they still said is they don't want to play Bortles. That's supposed so, I know. So yeah, supposed. they haven't announced it. Right. I know. They just haven't announced I know. it yet, so, which makes it interesting. What about this Hurd guy uh, he, that got the starting spot instead of Allen Robinson? Allen Hurd? Op- opposite of, uh, he made it. Well, because Robinson, two, Robinson two, hurt the whole Two preseasons, pre-season. Uh, of course, but two preseasons game, games ago, he, he, he lit it up. 
Yeah, um, no, I mean, but he, the thing is, is he also beat out um, Mike Brown for right, that third right. ride receiver spot. It's impressive. He's actually a big guy. He's, I yeah. think, he's six three. He's got some decent, decent wheels. Uh, he played really well in the preseason. Um, I think as as soon as a Sanders comes back, it's going to be a different dynamic. A Sanders is suspended for the first four games. Right, you guys didn't know that. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I, he's a little pips week. This guy, I, I, this I, guy I, went to Miami, right? Didn't Sanders, hurt go to Miami. Drop him now. Yeah. Useless. A Sanders. Use, didn't useless. Hurt, didn't hurt go to Miami. He's like a big body dude. This guy's. He this is. Guy's, he's, a, he's a big kid. He set the record for most receiving yards in a year. For the Miami Hurricanes. He's like a Mike Williams. Last year. He's like a Mike Williams. He, he's he's going to have his moments, but he's probably not going to yield the career. Maybe yeah, a Terrell. A Terrell. Who's the guy we had? Terrell. David Terrell? David, David Terrell. Terrell. Oh, come on. The Holy David, David, David oh, Terrell watch. I, I love be that. Be David Terrell. That was that. The David Terrell watch in the Sun, Chicago Sun-Times newspaper when he was on our team. Every day, there was one guy that just did the David Terrell watch, and it was like... Paparazziism on the offseason, what he's doing, and just all his knucklehead antics. Every day they would follow him, and it's hilarious. Hello, son, shrivelly bureaucrats make me pay a stupid fine. All right, we're moving to the next squad, and that's going to be the Raiders, the Jets. Let's try and butt. I mean, I think we've done good in the last two games. Uh, this game isn't all that much. Dog, I'm going to let you start off. You're fired up with your. Uh, you, you can go first, but Dog, we'll talk about his uh, great moment good in our ahead. league. Good I, ahead, I just got a little Facebook question from a fan, uh, Chris uh, or Sendis. He wants to know your thoughts on CJ2K versus Oakland. Uh, that's an interesting call. I think that the Jets are going to come out running pretty hard. Um, do I think it? Here's the thing about CJ2K. He's gonna get. He's gonna get some decent. Let volume. me tell you. Something. Okay, he, he's gonna get some decent volume. I can see him getting 15 to 20 carries in this game. It's not gonna be upper 20s or anything like that. They're not gonna use him that hard. They're gonna get Ivory into this thing. They're actually gonna use a little Bilal Powell as well. But the problem with CJ2K, if he doesn't break off something that's more than 10 yards for a touchdown, he's not going to be used on that goal line. They will not. They will use Ivory, who is a pounder. They'll even use some below Powell, which they've done in the past. I'm telling you right now, C.J. Duquet, he's gone a little bit too high um, in, in, in fantasy drafts from what I've seen, and I think rightfully so. Uh, Season I, total, plus or minus three touchdowns. Plus or minus five, if that makes you feel no, good. No, I, I, I think it, I it, may go, it may go it may go, three and two. He'll get, he'll get two receiving. Okay. I, I can see three rushing and two receiving. Well, I, don't see more than, I don't see more than four or five touchdowns total for him also. Agreed. I fully agree on that. I think, I think five is being very generous to him. Yeah, I agree. Three and two. Just so the Pyro, just to hedge the Pyro bet, I think he's going to have nine touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he lights it up. We don't look like total twerps. I mean, that I'm, sounds I'm like something So we've done those. We've done those in those preseason rankings that we did again. Uh, oh, dog man, we got to make sure we set this, get those things in. We yeah. signed the form, but we're no, joining. No, I, I, I've put okay, some in there. Put them in. Yeah. We're in the fantasy pros preseason uh, experts. Uh, preseason rankings, and last year you finished over the season 13th, right? Out 13th of what? Out of 130 some odd. I don't know. This but year no, we're going to win it. I do want to continue with it, this this CJ2K. This is the type of game, because Oakland does not have the greatest rush to you, even though they just picked up an incredible pick with... Uh, uh, sorry, the, the, the new kid out of... Uh, Buffalo. Khalil Mack. Yes, Khalil yeah. Mack. 
He looks, uh, yeah. And he looks good. Yeah. That kid looks really, really good. But um, CJ will be able to run around the edges here. He will be able to gain yards against this Oakland team. And, and the Jets will be running quite a bit. I mean, Oakland does not have a very good defense at all. They can be run on like crazy, and they will run a lot. So, in, like I said, 15 to 20, he'll get a few receptions as well. I think he gets over 100 total yards in this game, CJ. You do, really? Yes, I really do. I think only maybe because of the matchup. Because I, I, yeah, I matchup. Don't, I don't know that he's getting 15 carries in this game. This is one of those ones where I think they're going to limit him. It's going to be maybe 10 to 12. I, I don't see much more than, than 12 carries for him in this game. Um and I, and I, you know, what I think this is going to be one of those kind of ugly ass games. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting because I'm really in- interested to see the rookie, David Derek Carr. Carr. Derek Carr. Derek, David. Yeah. Derek Carr. That's good. I'm going to start making fun of you if you do it three more times. Well, they both start with a D, and it's like, okay, but. That's going to be your Jimmy Graham. Well, David Carr might show up at your house if you say his name three times. David Carr, David Carr, David Carr. He is a handsome fellow. Okay, I've got to work on that. David Carr, David Carr, David Carr, David Carr. Uh, but Derek Carr. What are we listening to? You gotta get. You gotta, well, this you gotta is let our, our audience. This talk. is Captain Murphy uh, from a, 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 a short-lived uh, about three-year run on Comedy Central, C Lab 2021. There was this old cartoon called C Lab 2020. Uh, it was made like in the 60s or something. And it's like all about this underwater lab. And so they basically just like took all the same characters and had it, what would happen a year later when they've all gone insane. I love it. <laughs> I remember seeing I saw it a couple times. That was that was actually pretty freaking hilarious. It sounds like Pyro. Pyro, Pyro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There's a lot Pyro of distortion. The love of my life. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's quickly uh, run through the rest of this game and shut it down within two minutes so we can get back on uh, to some better games. All right, you can't run against the Jets. I do not like uh, the, the MJD. I don't like the uh, you know the, the Darren McFadden. Uh, obviously, Latavius Murray ain't going to get anything in this game. I, I doubt he'll even be. He might be active. I doubt he'll be active for this game. Um, it is going to be interesting to see what Carr can do. Okay, yeah, because that- he, they're going to have to pass. In this game, and the guy just lit up. Granted, it was the second second team uh, for Seattle, but he only played a quarter and a half. Yep. He threw three touchdowns, was eleven of thirteen for one hundred and forty-two yards, one hundred forty-three yards. I mean, he, the kid can play. He's, he's not winner. his brother. He, he's he's a lot better. He is a lot better, and he's a winner. He's he's motivated. He's severely motivated. All he had to do was beat out a Matt Shaw. That happened. I don't care about that fucking injury or yeah, not. Yeah, the elbow. Yeah, right. Whatever. He can't I mean, throw the ball. So I mean, yeah, I mean, they're gonna, you're gonna make up an injury for uh, a guy that you made a mistake. I was upset because I, I thought maybe this was gonna be a, a new start for Schaub for how many games in a row he can uh, throw an interception against return for a touchdown. I was interested to see if that streak was starting. Playing that defense. Yes. That's, yeah. That was fun <laughs> my plan. Yeah. Exactly. Follow so, Schaub and, uh, and, and well, I wonder how many years in a row. They can trade for or sign or whatever a piece of shit quarterback that they have to get rid of within the first five weeks. It was Matt Flynn last year. Who was it the year before that? There was somebody else the year before that too. They got let go of Carson Palmer. Right. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's 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 interesting how Oakland keeps picking up the worst quarterback in the league that they can grab, and also they have to start some else. I do like Derek Carr this week. Let's move on to the next game. I, this, this next game is interesting. So now we got again. 
a division rival matchup that they open up the season with, which I like when they kind of come out with the intense. It's like, you know, it's like uh, on uh, this weekend, uh, I was watching the uh, Georgia versus Clemson game. It's like, oh, have a real matchup, you know, in week one, and Georgia kicked the crap out of, uh, out of Clemson. Let me tell you something. This, this, this one dude, Todd Gurley, holy hell. Uh, he had like the three rushing touchdowns. He had a kickoff return for a touchdown. I'm a girly man. And he <laughs> he had uh, Herschel Walker come out today and say, this is the best player around. Did he and say her- it? Yeah, Herschel. If you, if you ask Herschel, hey. he can still play in the NFL. Gurley's yeah. the best running back in college football right now. He but is. We'll talk about him a little bit. He leads, it, he leads yeah. the Heisman race. I just want to tell you, I watched him this week. He was phenomenal. Uh, you know, really good. So, this is a game of running backs as well. So well, I'll say right now, if Isaiah Crowell stuck on that team, he would have kicked the fuck out of Gurley. Crowell is a stud. Love him. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking Bengals at the Ravens. Division so matchup. Um, so angry. And, and we have now the new look Bengals. Uh, not under Jay Gruden. Uh, going into the, the new Hugh Jackson offense where we're going to see more running. And so we're going to see... Really, what the the, the separation of or, or uh, uh, division of carries is going to be between Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill? Jeremy Hill got more carries in the preseason. He had 40 carries in the preseason. They gave him the rock. You know so, who was caught the, today or, or this week? Yeah, ben Jarvis Green Ellis. <laughs> the law firm. Law firm is closed Goodbye. down for the summer. We told you that yeah, four months ago. Yeah, as soon did. as they drafted Jeremy Hill, we said, "Look out!" They already, they immediately said, "We're done." And he'll get picked he up. Won, and Jeremy he'll Hill won the, won the job as as the second he walked in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and seriously, he walked in like I'm gonna you know take a shower. About ben? I'm gonna take a shower. You won the job at the law firm, Yachty. Michael Sam lost the, the job. The, the person the who, the person who was judging him, the, the person who was judging him when he walked into the shower was that was the That's Penn, terrible. Penn yeah, Penn State. ESPN is, no, is, the is guy announcing used to... on it. It's their fault, not mine. <laughs> this has something uh, to do with Fisher's mustache, doesn't it? I, think, well, I was going the other way. I was going the Penn State way. I was saying you got approved by the Penn State, uh, you know, guy at the shower. That's bad, though. Oh, <laughs> there's some real negativity and darkness involved there. Sand does, Mike. Michael Sam is just having a good time. Uh, <laughs> what game are we talking about? Wow! Like, no, it's true. Hey, this we're talking GL. Neo. GL. Um, listen, the, the, the Ravens are. Uh, did, did, did you have oh, something going no, on? Okay, I listen, say, I, the Ravens are not going to be easy to run against. Okay, so I, I have a feeling that they're going to use Geo as more of a receiving back mm-hmm. in this one. I can see him getting six, seven catches. I can see him getting 50, 60 yards through the air. Uh, will he get. So, you know, I mean, he'll definitely get some rushes. He'll get 10, 12 rushes, maybe maybe up to 15 rushes. But I don't see much more than that. They're going to use Hill to pound the ball a little bit more. Um, Dalton will throw to his A.J. Green quite a bit in I, this I, one. See, that's the thing that Did I... Did you just call him A.J. Green? A.J. Green. A.J. Green, he said. You want to bet on A. this Green? one, too? I got, you know, I got, bad, I got a bad <laughs> right here. And it's worse that's than That's right. Ever. You owe me money from last week. Oh, yeah, I do. I need 20 bucks. Stop going, stop going to shop. But this is the other thing. I brought up the girly and the, the Georgia because you got A.J. Green on this team. So let's it's talk a, about... It's the only this, hole. This, this sticky stuff in the ear. A.J. <laughs> all right. I'm just, just going to continue talking over. So, A.J. Green, you look at the fact that, like you said, I think that the Ravens do a very good job uh, at stymieing the running game of Cincinnati. So even though Cincinnati is 
made this whole proclamation that they're going to be a much more of a run-oriented team. I still think this is one of those games that's going to come down to who's going to be able to throw the ball more. Is it going to be Joe Flacco? Is it going to be Andy Dalton? And I'm going to trust Andy Dalton in this one. And I'm, the main reason is because of A.J. Green. I think he's going to splash in there with, his, with both of the tight ends. I don't think either one of them makes a real fantasy impact whatsoever. And I don't think that any of the other wide receivers on Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati make a real fantasy impact. But A.J. Green is probably going to end up with about 14 to 15 targets in this game and could end up having a very good game. Well, here's, here's, here's the one thing I'm going to mention. Uh, Pitta is, in my opinion, the only fantasy-relevant player until hopefully Bernard Pierce, like you guys think is going to happen, uh, arrives or shows up or does something. But <laughs> I, I don't either. I'm not sold on it. But I, I, if it does happen, if it does happen, I know dogs knows the shit. Doesn't mean you're 100 right all the time. But when it hits, I'm gonna respect <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> if it and when it hits, I'll respect it. Okay. Uh, but but the fact is, I love Pitta, and I think Pitta is gonna get a lot of opportunity. And there's a lot of new changes. There's a lot of things that are. It's a new whole deal over there. So again, like looking at other teams, you just don't know what you're working with. It's a new regime. It's a new staff. There are new components to it. And now you're two years off of a Super Bowl championship. Let's be honest. They didn't have any hope last year with Flacco getting all that money and all that controversy and getting rid of um, Bolden. And they were just saying, hey, we kind of got a lot of great pieces, but this ain't going to be our year. Let us recalibrate. Yeah, the, the, the fucking baseball team wouldn't even let them have a home opener. It's crazy. Last year, A.J. Green had 12 catches for uh, 212 yards. Uh, against them with two touchdowns, a touchdown in each game. He's going. He, he likes playing against Baltimore. He's going to light him up. But here's something that's interesting. I've mentioned this before, and if you've listened to the podcast for quite a while, Joe Flacco is a home quarterback. Yeah, yeah. This one is in Baltimore. He rarely throws interceptions at home, and most of his touchdowns usually come at home. So if you're looking for a, a guy to throw... Well, here's it, what I want to know. Who, which, which guy benefits? I, mean, I know Pitt as well is going to get it, but... Is it more Torrey Smith or is it more Steve Smith? Listen, Torrey, Torrey Smith is going to play the role of Andre Johnson in, in that offense. And that's where the offense comes from. It's coming from right. uh, the, old, Den, the old Denver offense where it was Rod Smith. It's the old Houston offense where it was Andre Johnson. That's what Torrey Smith is going to run. It's not just, go long, Torrey, you're fast. Well, hopefully you'll fall under this one that Flacco throws 300 yards. You know, Flacco's got the best arm, by the way. That I just worry, though, about the, well, Here's the problem, though. I agree that that's the offense they're going to run. The problem is, is that Torrey Smith is not an Andre Johnson. He's not a Rod Smith because he's not a guy that has great he hands. Been used that way, though. They tried last year, but he just he never his his hands are in question. Is he, he has, but he has he has, he has moments of greatness. He has moments of absolute greatness. He's I'm, never had a receiver to compliment him to take away some sort of pressure. Steve Smith is not a guy that I'd rather have Bolden across from me than Steve yeah, Smith. Yeah, I guess Bolden. You're right, Bolden. And Bolden outshined him. That year Bolden they won the Super Bowl. It wasn't Corey Smith. Shoot, but it's it a whole because Bolden, because Bolden it's a whole the ball. ball. The year that Pyro uh, won the championship, it was, it was Val Dirty. All right, but another thing. Um, this is the Gary Kubiak offense, which means it's going to be running back love. Okay, that's why I'm loving a Pierce. All right, as I think I mentioned last week, maybe the week before, Terrell Davis won a rushing title under him. He made Terrell Davis' career. 
Uh, Arian Foster won a Russian title. He's made Arian Foster's career. He can make Bernard Pierce's career. Bernard Pierce is in the exact same mold as in physique and, and style of running as those two running backs. Ray Rice isn't. This isn't an offense built for a Ray Rice. It's built for a Bernard Pierce. But how Pierce. do you like Bernard Pierce against this tough Cincinnati defense? Uh, it's not going to be easy. That's, that's why thing. I have Bernard Pierce down in my rankings this week, simply because Cincinnati is very tough to run against. I, I don't know if they're going to be as tough this season. Losing Michael Johnson, mm-hmm. who's one of the best run-stuffing defensive ends Agreed. in the league, uh, is going to take a little bit away. Um, plus, you know, Atkins is coming off another injury. That's what happens when you eat too much in the Atkins diet. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been living by it. Think about this one. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, only when you eat carbs, right? <laughs> nothing but bread and nothing but potatoes, right? Yeah, no, no, you need <laughs> pasta. Yeah, you pasta too. Okay. Starches, The run-stuffing defensive lineman. Think about this across the league. For running back owners out there, you don't have B.J. Raji in Green Bay now for the mm-hmm. year. You don't have Darnell Dockett in, in, in Arizona, Arizona now. Yep. This is a... Those are three of the best run stoppers in the league. It's huge. It is. It's a lot, and it makes a much bigger difference than people actually realize. You're absolutely right on that. So, I mean, like I said, I, I don't have Pierce up high. Like, I will in a couple of weeks. He's got, uh, I mean, it's going to be another tough going next week. I think they play uh, That's the only uh, thing. If, if Rice had been suspended for six games, he would have had the opportunity to let the schedule get a roll. Get, 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 you know, get through some tough games, get some but, easy games. But don't you think Rice could easily come back week three and they're just like, they give him the ball six times? Rice? No, Kubiak's yeah. very. It, 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 yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's just like, it's like, Rice, you're back. But that doesn't mean all of a sudden you got 23 touchdowns. But it takes this. If Rice takes his first carry and goes for 12 yards, he's going to get 20 catches. I don't think so. Kubiak is very stubborn. We'll very stubborn. He sticks to what I he agree. wants. You're both right. If he gets his five opportunities and he does, and he rolls. And he does three, four year ago, years ago, Ray Rice, amen. But if he does his, his latest deal, then it's going to be back. All right, we're going Pierce. Dog, are you starting Bernard Pierce as your flex this week? In, in, I, 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 actually, I actually have him on my team, and I'm not because I, I drafted incredibly when it came to running backs. I actually have... Giovanni Bernard is my flex this week because I have Monty Ball and Adrian Peterson. Although what I'm, I would he is a real close flex. I would definitely start him on a flex in a twelve man in a twelve team league, possibly in a ten team league, depending on how you draft it on your running backs. Uh, he is definitely a flex play, uh, play this week. He's definitely he's going to get a lot of play this week. Is what he's going to do. He's going to get a lot of touches. Big nuts. <laughs> Big nuts. <laughs> I had fig nuts in sixth grade. I'll tell no, those are fig Newtons. Uh, <laughs> listen, I have jumped on the back of a lot of different guys. There's a lot of different players that I've jumped on the backs of that have panned out and have helped a lot of fancy guys out. Is this there. the scene from Ace Ventura with chloroform in your hand? It's, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I like chloroform. It did. It's helped me along the way. A lot of bet players have jumped on their back. It's, yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Keith Byers? Or? Yeah, Keith Byers went down. That's how he got. That's how he found out there was one missing. Right. right the one, yeah. Exactly. Um, but D- D- Pierce is one of those guys. I'm telling you, if he can take advantage of the situation, which I believe he will, he's that type of guy. I love him for this year. He's a great sleeper. Nice great sleeper for the year and could actually really work out. At, a la Air, uh, Ellington last year. Yeah. A la what I believe uh, Kelsey's going to do this year. Um, uh, there's other players. I'm 
I love it. Like, I love a it. A lot of guys have. I think a lot of people picked those players from what I've been seeing because of your love and regard for them. So uh, we're all hoping that all of our picks. We're hoping it's not D Rex's Kaepernick last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's Where's the, the soundbite for that one? You're yeah. fucking fuck me over. <laughs> Kaepernick he's, he's, gets his own soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> Kaepernick, I'm smoking weed. All right, well. You're kidding. That guy's a robot monkey? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yet another one o'clock game. Cheers, bro. In week one. Week <laughs> one. We're going to talk about this uh, when it gets to the finally, when it gets to the one of two afternoon games. But the NFL. May have learned how to make more money off suspending people and paying players less and all these things, but they cannot figure out a way to equal out for any sort of pay-per-view, any sort of red zone. How do you not spread out the games more even? This is two one, two, games. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten early games. Uh, noon Eastern, one o'clock, uh, or yeah, no, actually one Eastern, twelve for us here in Chicago. Then they've got two fucking afternoon games. Well, one of them has the two biggest mar- markets in the entire league, Carolina and Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I My mean, God. What the fuck? How do you not just throw three more games so when I'm watching the red zone, it's not, uh-oh, I want to be able to do quad box, okay? You can't quad box when there's two fucking games. All right. Uh, Bills are going to be here in Chicago. Behold! <laughs> <laughs> Bills are going to be here in Chicago Let's not get too homery uh, It's a cool game for us And we'll see what's going on get, Give us give us few, three or four minutes And we'll be totally back on track I, I'm going to be at this game The Bears seem to always get a, kind of a, an easy game In the, in the first uh, home game of the season It's ridiculous um, This is a good matchup for the Bears Bit, they could be exploited on defense, but this is not the team that's going to exploit them on defense. This is actually one of those games where you might be able to see a Jared Allen be able to get in there and sack an EJ Manuel. Um, you know, the thing is, is that the Bears' offense should look very crisp against Buffalo. You should be able to get a very good game out of Brandon Marshall. You should be getting a very good game out of Elshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett. They should all be starting. Matt Forte, yes, this is a good game for him. This is, should be just. All offense, I expect the Bears to put up north of 30 points in this game, and I expect Buffalo to probably be you know, playing catch-up, so this is one of those things. Again, Sammy Watkins has always been banged up. It's just, I don't know exactly 100% what to expect. I, the most I expect, though, is that you're going to see a healthy, healthy dose of Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, and those are the two guys that I actually fear the most when it comes to who can exploit the Bears' defense. I, well, I mean, Staggs has a question from Facebook that he's going to ask you, but I'm going to say one thing before he says that because it kind of leads into it. Um, I believe that Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller are actually really good plays this week because I think that Buffalo, after seeing what Manuel did in the preseason, yeah. I believe they dropped back ten times. Could be. Ten times this game. And how many of those – and here's the Facebook question. Of those ten times that they're dropping back – How many – over under for sacks for Jared Allen this week. That's what I'm saying. It could be a great from Dan Schwab. From Money Man, the guy that drank your your Imperial Stop. So from Dan Schwab. Here we go. What do you got? I, I'm telling you, I, I, he, he's going to get at least two sacks in this game. It, it could easily be three. 
Uh, and I agree with you because it, it's smart for Buffalo to want to run the ball because once you get past that defensive line, which the Bears added on to, the linebackers have yet to prove that they can really be impact uh, chase down guys or even fill in the right holes or whatever. Lance Briggs looks a little bit slow. So this is one of those things that C.J. Spiller is 100% healthy and has that ridiculous burst. He could take one to the house on the Bears. Yeah, and I believe that Fred Jackson just as well can can bust through as well. I mean, he's going to set up the the inside game. They're going to have to collapse a little bit in there because Fred Jackson can still run. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Brown will get a little bit of play in this one as well. I think they're just going to run, 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 run all day. And Buffalo's run, run, defense, run, run, Buffalo's run. defense is they, as you know, bad really. as the you know, Listen, uh, the, Chicago offense, around, the Chicago offense is awesome. And they're not going to be able to be stopped very easily. But Buffalo's defense is actually really good. But even with the loss of... Kiko Alonso. Yeah. yeah. I mean... That's huge. I think yeah, there's a huge, lot of still. different factors in this game. And uh, there's a couple... A lot of different factors. Well, there it is. <laughs> Dog, you were catching your breath after that. There's yeah, a couple to be had. I mean, the corners on Buffalo are probably the worst pair in the league collectively. Uh, maybe the Jets now... Gilmore? Stefan? I, I don't like him that much. I, I really I do. don't. I'm what a big they, fan of him. What they gave up to receivers last year wasn't that impressive. I mean, they were stout in the front seven. Gilmore was hurt for part of the first part of the season. Never got fully healthy. With him back healthy, it's going to be a whole different story. Gilmore's a lot better to give him credit for. That's fine. I I, I think they're you know a couple of the worst. Jerry's bird now gone. So now free safety and strong safety are a little bit of question marks. Where's so, bird now? He's it's in true. New Orleans. New Orleans yeah. Uh, That's why they get uh, better. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, he's good. He's yeah. probably one of the top Huge. three safe free safeties in the entire. Him league. and Vicarla. Yeah. Him and Vicarla. Athletics and yeah. hitting. The New Orleans is you know, few guys. Also, here both on the great. other side, Spiller and Jackson. The Bears gave up five point three yards per rush last year. And they were just terrible on defense. I don't think they're that much improved against defending the run. Uh, defensive tackles, I think they had depth, but they didn't have quality starters. I think adding Lamar Houston is a big piece for the run game. Uh, and Jared Allen's a big piece for the pass game. But I, I think they're going to run to that side. They're going to try and exploit Jared Allen. And they will. Um, and I think they will. And so, he's going to be limited plays. The difference yeah, to me is really, that it's just going to be whose offense can put up more points. And in this, it's no contest. And at home, yeah. the, the scary thing with the Bears, the, and this is why it's like, I love Jay Cutler as a start this week. You have got to, if you have him, this is almost like, you know you're drafting him as your backup problem, but you may need to start him because the Bears special teams has been atrocious. So it, it gets to the point where that, that unit is putting them so far behind that it's putting extra pressure on the offense and that means to me, that's what I'm saying, north of 30 points because they're going to have to. And I think that this is going to be where Jay's going to be at least throwing three touchdowns, if yeah. not four. I mean, Cutler's thrown for over 280 yards against the uh, Bills in his career every game. Uh, and, you know, at home he's tossed 89 uh, touchdown passes to just 53 interceptions. He's much better at home than on the road by, like, 10 percentage points off his passer rating. Um, you know, I don't – and, again, I think these – Wide receivers versus the corners, they're going to have a field day. I think that's how it's going to go this week. Bennett was better. Uh, you know, Bennett should have a nice game, but they were good against defending tight ends. But Kiko Alonso made one back there. Yeah. Was that guy against that. tight ends? Right. So I, you know, I don't think it's going to be the same kind of play. Great insight, Stags. I love the way you know the game, uh, especially 
from a defensive side and a team structure. It's awesome. Good, 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 good stuff. Stags looks at the game through the matrix. Yeah, he's, he's been a guy in the industry. It's good. You're impressive. I like All it. right. The Redskins are going to be at zero the Texans. One, zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, one, one. <laughs> Texans, Redskins are going to be at the Ted. I Texans. like that. Texans, Redskins. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, jeez. I like this game. I like this game. I gotta tell. Uh, here's why. It's the RG3 show, and I think this could be a potential end of the RG3 show with the Watt Clowny action coming at you from opposite ends. This is. <laughs> this could be like I would love to see Watt and Clowny like back in the WWF back in the day as a tag team. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, I agree. I'd pay to see that now. Yeah. <laughs> ARM number one. Iron Sheik number one. Who's Iron Sheik's uh, partner? The uh, it was the uh, it was uh, the, the, the big Soviet, Russian guy, the Russian yeah. guy, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov, Volk, Nikolai Volkov, ARM number one. Iron Sheik number one. Some thief stole the one thing that brings me joy. Bring it back. <laughs> I actually saw a picture with uh, the Iron Sheik in it from like a high highbrow event not too long ago. Pretty funny. Really? It was the ESPYs. He was at the ESPYs. Did he have his curly shoes? Yeah, he had the whole deal. Nice. But yeah, yesterday in my drafts, RG three fell to like the fifteenth quarterback draft. He's and, dropping and that. He far. was the third third quarterbacks on somebody's team who's just taking advantage of you know him falling. And I just kind of felt like he was drafted like after Philip Rivers. Yeah. And I think he's got a lot to prove. He, I mean, dude just got a statue. He got a motherfucking yeah. statue yesterday. At Baylor. And you're going to tell me this guy is not going to come out and show some stuff? Here's the thing. You're a fool if you don't take him as your backup quarterback. If you have, you know, it, if, if you have rushing touchdowns and it's not a six-point passing touchdown league, you're a fool if he's a backup for you not to take the opportunity. But here's, I disagree. Here's why I disagree. Because Russell Wilson, the guy we were all blowing earlier, He's also going at and Tannehill are going after him. And I want both of them more than I well, want I want RG3. Russell Wilson more than I want RG3. I love what Tannehill can do, but if I'm in one of those leagues where rushing touchdowns matter, then I'm still on RG3 right now because... Because you want to only have him for nine games? <laughs> you know what? Because it's the thing. I'm really <laughs> that guy runs. He's out. You just can't I, do it. I, that, it, it I wish that wasn't He doesn't case. know how to run. He, just, that's he doesn't know how to run. He wants to get that extra four yards and doesn't realize that that can put you out for six games. When you've never played an inning of baseball. I know. It's a, it's a problem if you're a running quarterback because you don't slide. Obviously, Matt Zeal has played baseball. You watch him slide. He's a good slider. He slides. He sees that, he sees that linebacker coming. It, he's go, down and down. he's quick. Yeah. Quick enough. Russell Wilson the same way. Russell Wilson the same way. Or Russell Wilson actually gets to the sideline a lot better than any quarterback. Oh, yeah. But seen. he also knows how to slide because he, was he, was, he got drafted by the, was the Colorado Rockies or whoever. Yeah. He, he's a baseball player. The, but the, the worst thing about, what, uh, about like, what's going on with Griffin yeah, he is drafted. that Cousins is playing better. He's just a better quarterback than he is right now. A pocket passer, which is what Gruden needs to make that offense work. It's and gonna, that's a problem. It's gonna be. It's gonna, it's it's either gonna be either glaringly obvious. Yeah, it's gonna be glaringly obvious that this is RG 3s last year, or they they pull the cord on. But if you do pull the cord on, which you basically can't, his his psyche. It's it's Vince Young. Part You're not pulling the cord because of Daniel Snyder. It's Snyder. It's but, but, exactly. But this, the reason why I'm Snyder. really interested in this game is because I want to see Clowney and Watt going after him. Because if he can survive this game. And can and can do some things that, that prove that he can be smarter, then maybe we can believe in it, right? This yeah. is the ultimate test. I mean, week one ultimate test. Oh God, with the back. Oh my God, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be Very interesting. That's if he can escape the. That's show. the most interesting. And they just got Daniel Manning back. 
Oh boy, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> but that, but that's, that's the most interesting aspect of this game to me. You know, now what what happens with the wide receivers in this in this matchup? You know, um, what do you think about Pierre and Deshaun? And Deshaun to me is still he's going to get his couple shots down the field, but it's going to be Pierre who's going to be getting the majority of the targets. Is, is he going to have time to throw it? To to, to probably to, not. To not, my line, no. not my No line. chance. Not in this game. Sorry to say, yeah. but the, the Redskins' offensive line is not going to be able to withstand that pressure. And RG3 is not going to be able to stay within that pocket. That's his other problem, too, though. He, he doesn't necessarily trust his pocket. He'll, he'll break the pocket before it's actually Oh, locked. for sure. He, he hears footsteps. At this point, he's hearing footsteps. Yeah. He, he's looking at people and there's nobody behind him right. sometimes. I, I've watched it happen. I think, I, I think he's doing problem. that when he's walking uh, in, in the locker room to, like through, through the tunnel. He's looking behind him. He thinks someone's going to get him. Well, yeah, he was, <laughs> who was, who was walking down the steps at... At a game a couple of years ago and slipped and had to be out for the game. Who was that? Oh, Kevin Cobb. Oh, Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, Cobb. Yeah, he slipped yeah, on okay. the mat. He slipped, he slipped on the mat. The mat. I thought, I thought yeah, RG3 is worried about uh, Jeff Galuli out there. He's going to be whacking the knee. Why? Why? <laughs> well, Cousins doesn't need to do that. Cousins is going to beat him flat out at one point this season. Danny Manning. I hate the guy. Remember when he was in the Bears? Aren't he, you a Kansas guy? Don't you love Danny yeah, Manning? No. No, I, yeah, but, <laughs> Daniel, 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 you're right. Daniel Manning made fun of a, a, a you know a retarded person. I'm saying that word in uh, you know a, a person with Down syndrome. Excuse me, uh, but made fun when he was with the Bears and messed up and like probably paid the family a hundred grand to, sh- to squelch it. That guy's a cock. Yeah, you, you can see the kind of person that someone is. The way they treat. Uh, a, a staff, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. a waiter. Right. Where they, yeah, the way they exactly. can walk by a homeless person, the way they can treat someone that isn't um, isn't perfect and might have special needs, or whatever. You can tell the true character in someone when you, and animals. Yes. Animals, people that shoe off animals and are being cocks to animals. You suck too. So. True nature, baby. Hey, that uh, says a lot for us guys. We let D-Rex run the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean and hurtful. I don't really even get it. <laughs> <laughs> are we still talking about this game or are we moving on? Let's move on. I mean, I mean, this is like it. his first time going back to Texas or whatever. So talk about this game for two more minutes between the two of you and uh, I'm moving on. Let's talk about the Texans. Is that, that going to have any effect on him or do you think it's just... I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, RG3 going RG3. back to Texas. I mean, I know he's born in Okinawa, Japan. Just in case you want to know something about yeah. RG3. Yeah. You're such a birther. You're such a birther. He's such a Miyagi. <laughs> I mean, but do you think it's going to. There's going to be added pressure, or is it going to psych him up? He's back in Texas. It's three hours away from Waco or whatever, but, you know, it's still a. You know, back in Texas, where you were born and bred. Uh, it, it, it always has an effect on a player. It does. And which way it's going to affect this guy, I don't know. He's, uh, like I was saying, the, the guy hears footsteps. I don't know if it's, I think it's going to be more pressure. And I don't think it's going to work out as well for him. Uh, Houston, they make him a round of applause, but as soon as he hears the booze against him, and as soon as he hears the footsteps of Watt and Clowney coming after his ass, uh, it, it's going to be downhill for him right there. Expectations for DeAndre uh, this oh, year. Yeah. Hopkins this yeah. year, mediocre. At best. What do you think? A lot of people are way higher than him. Yeah, than people. Are, he, he seems like a maker breaker for a lot of people, or they, they, a guy good. that people want to force into that hole. He's what a do you filler think? wide receiver three for you this year. First rounder though, wasn't terrible last year in a few games. I think yeah. I mean, 
I don't hate him, but I don't think he's going to finish in the top 20 wide receivers or top 25. He doesn't have a chance to have 1,000 yards in the same way that uh, Michael Floyd does? He could have 1,000 yards. No chance. That's the top end of his spectrum. No chance. You look at the QB situation, and it's a running offense. There's no chance. No chance he gets 1,000 yards. We're going to take a very imposter this week, though. We haven't even talked about He hasn't even seen the field since he did the, I don't trust I'm that guy. I'm interested to see Foster this week, yeah. I'm interested to see how how, how, much, how many touches he gets because Dave... I drafted him like second He's got all pick, the injuries, you know. We, have, we haven't seen him on the field. In my main league. Yeah, but we haven't seen him at all in this preseason. That's why I want to hear what you I'm so say. concerned about him. I, he's a guy that's it's a complete enigma right now. I don't know because you haven't seen it. You don't, you don't know what... It's a new offense. How is he going to respond in this new offense? Well, we haven't seen him play in this new offense. This is with the new quarterback. So how's the chemistry going to be between him and Ryan Fitzpatrick? And so it's a lot of question marks for me with Arian Foster right now. And if you're one of these people like myself who still have a couple drafts to go, he's almost become crossed off my draft board right now because I, I, I just do not trust what is out there on him. But the fact is is that they're going to run. They're going to run this week against Washington. And uh, he's going to get his carries. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get his yards. And that's what that's what he does. They're going to run him until they can't run. Right? But I, I, I just still don't. I just still 100 trust in how healthy he is. You, you you can't just coddle a guy like Arian Foster anymore. They're either going to use him or they're not going to use him. Well, I, I assume they're going to use him. Schedule tied for fourth easiest. I know over the season he's got the easiest. And I assume yeah. they're going to use him because health. they didn't use yeah. him in the preseason. They're good saving player. him up and they're trying to keep him healthy. My problem is that he's been nicked up so many times. Uh, there was a great quote I heard on NFL Network today that we've seen more of him on Twitter than we have on the field in the last, uh, you know, for so long. Because that's that's what he does. It's, it's it's unfortunate, but he's eating more vegan meals than carrying the ball. But hey, dude, <laughs> when he is out, he's there, a vegan. He's a when vegan. he is no, out he's there, there, he knows there, he's there to jettison that. When he's out there, he produces. That was the fact of the matter is, moment. Ryan Fitzpatrick is his quarterback. He's getting the ball. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the only guy that's been worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick in preseason, is the guy that David Carr is starting in front of. And it's it, Derek Carr, by the it, way. Oh, oh you're I see David Don't boom, tor- put it towards me. We need him to have a fuck up. We need He gets the names right. We need him to get I get them all wrong. There's no validation no, if I can mess right. up another day. I, I'm always messing up. I'm, I'm messing up. No, I'm coming up. You're never going to get me. That's nothing compared to my Telica Watts' powers. I'll tell you right now, Jonathan Grimes is also going to get about 10 10 touches at least this week. Do we like Andre Johnson this week? I do. I think that that's the guy that uh, Fitzpatrick is going to trust throwing to. And uh, Washington doesn't have the greatest pass defense either. So they're, they're going to throw to Johnson as well. And Johnson has been making some sick catches that, uh, listen, he may have been injured a little bit, and he's a little he's older. He's, he's the beast. Awesome. He's okay. awesome. He's Curious. a foul, baby. The question is, can they get, get him the ball? I think it doesn't matter when you got talent like that, but I'm not expecting what they what he did last year. But, actually, God, he had garbage thrown in him last year, too. Wow. Stranger, he just might Graham be pretty awesome. Pretty well. I like Fedorowicz this year, too. Uh, not just this year, but this week. All right. the rookie, My Seymour. Iowa guy? Your Iowa guy. I do like him this week. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> let's move on to the next game. No, you don't. But that's a day to remember, boys. Let's move on to the next game. I watched game. his college career. He has no speed. Titans at uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Friggin' Alex Smith got his contract. I saw a thing where he's like the 
sixth highest player, or no, fifteenth highest player in the league. Sixth. No, fifteen. Six, really six, fifteen. I think it's. It, I think they did it backwards. I'm trying to remember the chart. No, I, he's. Um, he's, he's making he's, fifteen million dollars uh, per year. Yeah, sixth in the league. It's a. It's a decent contract. Listen, I, uh, is it making too much? Brady, is it too much more for Alex Smith? This year? Really? Too yeah. much for Alex Smith and too it's many years? It's amazing how much yes. contracts go up from year to year. It's too much for Alex Smith and uh, it's too many years for Alex Smith. Four but, years? Uh, no, I think, I think it's, it's 460. Five. Four, five. Was four, four? for 68. 468. Was there, a, there was an option after that, though? Uh, possibly. I think there was an option. I bet, I bet you it's like the Cutler deals. They, they won't they, pick they it up. probably get on it for two years, I bet you. Yeah, something like that. Actually, four was for, four for sixty-eight with like forty-eight million guaranteed. Yeah, 48 he got forty-eight million guaranteed. His guaranteed oh, money was huge. huge. Holy hell! Huge. He got forty-eight million. He's there right. for three, like he's there for the next four years. So. I was I was going nuts on that guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's his agent? Who yeah, is we, his agent? We said, I want to sign two weeks ago. Whoever signs, I want to bring his Whoever signs Burger King, I I want a free meal. <laughs> Whoever signed that guy, we said, was gonna regret it. Yeah. And if you give that much guaranteed, I guess, I guess hey, you're just giving it away. We, we, we need, we need to sign his agent to work for us. Not so bad. Reach out to us, please. Please. Tom Condon. Hey, Tom Condon. Condon yeah. Let me make a personal call, Tom. You are a fantastic agent. You know how to get the best deal for your clients. We want you to represent us. We are Pyromaniac. <laughs> All right, let's talk about fantasy football. All right, let's get back to it. Go ahead. Forty-eight million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I don't know. Right. I'm still, I'm still Forty-eight. Okay, what Titans? Let's go Titans. What do we think? Let's go top down. We know that the Hurt Locker is just that. What's going to happen with Kendall Wright? What's going on with uh, the tight end situation? I, okay, Kendall Wright. I love him this week because as long as Locker's in there, he's going to be the main target. Yes, he's going to be being shadowed by. Who's it going to be? Who's going to get uh, Flowers? Is that who's going to be? No, uh, Flowers is gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. in San Diego. I, I'm, in, I'm in 2008. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, it's. Yeah, I, There's no one noteworthy. To, that, that's the thing. To so I, I no, think. It's that front seven that's, that's vicious for, for KC. Kendall's going to be the guy, though, that he gets every target. So short passes, long passes, intermediate passes, it doesn't matter. Kendall Wright is the main target on this team. Justin Hunter is more of the downfield threat. So while you have your vicious front seven. And Eric Berry back yeah. there. You know, I mean, Hammer they have good safeties. Yeah, the safeties are fine. You know, everything, it's, that's cool. I'll take another one. Uh, what's going what's gonna to happen? You're right. I mean, Kendall Wright is going to get targets because there's going to be pressure. It's going to be quick. And Locker's going to have to get rid of that ball real quick. Kendall Wright gets open real quick. Speaks I, to Kendall Wright's, I think, a career average of about 10 yards per catch. Yeah, not even 10 yeah, yards per catch. I'm interested to see in the future, not just the, not this game. This game is going to be one of those old school games for Kendall Wright where he's going to be catching the ball real quick, yeah. getting tackled real quick, but he's going to be a great PPR. Uh, he'll probably catch it. No joke, probably 10 catches. I bet. This game, no joke. Uh, but it won't go for 100 yards. Unless he breaks one off somehow, it won't go for 100 yards. It'll be 10 catches for 96 yards. Um, but it's going to be something like that. They're going to run the ball some, but it's going to be Sean Green. Sean Green is the starter. It's not Bishop Sankey. And that's what I found to be interesting. Bishop yeah. Sankey is going to eventually take over the job, but Green has won this job because he actually did well in the preseason. He looked really good. He looked a little more spry. He did lost fumble. some weight. Yeah, and he didn't fumble, but he's still broken down. 
Yeah. Okay, this guy cannot stay on the field. Correct. You know from your Iowa days. Right. Well, okay. you know, he was fine in Iowa. Too many surgeries that he's had on that knee over the last two seasons. It, it was a lot of wear that he took in the in that uh, hard running style game with the ground and pound in New York. So it has kind of led to that. So big time. You know. <clears throat> sure. When you're that type of a running back, what's your lifespan? I mean, he's at the end of his of his lifespan of his career. Absolutely. And and he could go to a. It's about at the middle. Oh, it's, it's the beginning of his life cycle. Isn't going to do quite as well as my number one back this week. Easily is a Jamal Charles. My number one back. Val Verde. Tennessee. I'm going to disagree with you. All right. <laughs> Val Verde will agree with you, but that's okay. Tennessee can't stop the run either. Right. They do very well against the pass. I'll tell you that. And they did very well against the pass last year. Because everyone ran against them. <laughs> Partially. Partially, Yes. But you can't, that's the point, is that you can run against them. And that's what they're going to do. It's in KC. I expect it to be the Jamal Charles show. They rest him up enough where they can give him the workload, and he'll go off. He's my number one guy this week. And that's pretty much all you got to say about this one. I'm interested to see how Travis Kelsey does this first week, too, because Tennessee's bad against the uh, tight ends as well. Guys, and also, just when we, when we breeze through a team here on the podcast, just understand, tomorrow night... Our player rankings are going to be set. We have a write-ups. We go deep as hell on these guys. We're not going to be able to cover everything and every team on all these matchups going in each week and week in and week out. Uh, so always, the number one thing we got going on our uh, website, pyromaniac.com, is going to be these weekly rankings. We put crazy, crazy detail into it. It's insane. Uh, week one's going to be really awesome. Week two and beyond is going to be out of sight. So once we hit our groove, it gets it gets better and better, and get better and better. And we're still flushing out the the new pyro site. It's unbelievable how much work this is taking. But every literally every five hours, the site is improving, and uh, we're just working through it. And uh, just know just, that we're just know our hard. player rankings and this podcast news feeds, asking us questions and all that stuff. It's nothing else out there that's going to be giving you the, the edge. We're putting our heart and soul into this. This is the, we, we. This is our passion. We are. We're trying to make it better and better for you guys. We're trying to, and in some cases, we're probably taking on more than 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 maybe we should. But we're going to do it anyway because that's the way that we roll. And the fact I have been is, advised, we're the best. All right. Advised to take my sleeping cycle down from five hours to four hours a night because it's better for REM. So I only get four hours of sleep nice. a night now. Because of uh, Michael know, Stipe's feeling uh, good perfect. about that. I, I love yeah, that. Of course, Stipe's feeling fucking great. <laughs> it's good for Ari. That's who I talked to. You know, I, I mean, it's like yeah, they, they get that one more. I love, right, so. I love the effort we're putting into it. Just the thought, the thought that we had a holiday weekend and how much work we put in this friggin' weekend on these player rankings and these write-ups and. It's the first week for us. We're changing the site around a lot. It's a, there's a lot of new frontiers for us, too. But at the end of the day, we've all agreed whatever we do is going to be the best. And I, I promise that. So, next, next game. game. Last last one of 1 o'clock. Last of 12. Um, I would have put Tom Brady higher in my rankings if Miami wasn't so dominant against the pass last year. And well, let, let, me, let me preface the game. The Patriots are at the Dolphins. So... Patriots to the Dolphins, go dog. I just said it. We'll just go. Oh wait, so okay. So I would have put Tom Brady up in my rankings a little bit higher if Miami wasn't so dominant against the pass last year. Tom it's your, your turn. Wait, go back to that. 
If this is the Patriots against no, Miami. Patriots at Miami. All right, one, so I would have put Tom twice. Brady much higher in my rankings. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm if Miami wasn't so dominant against the Pats. Go on. Go but on. I do, listen, these guys, these guys love playing against each other, Miami and New England. They have a great rivalry going. Ryan Tannehill is on the up and up. It's going to be fun to watch. Revis Island is now up in the Northeast and up in New England. I'm interested to see how that plays out because Miami is back the in the Northeast. Back right. in the Northeast, that's right. Now, uh, uh, Mike Wallace is going to move all over the zones. And from what I'm hearing, they're going to throw Revis on the number two receiver. Really? They're not going to really? throw him on the number one. What? They're going to throw him on the number two receiver <laughs> so of nervous. every team and that? bracket the number one. Where'd you, you hear this? Because I, I got heard doing my whole right up. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. But uh, a user, Duncan Wolf, on Facebook had a question. Is Mike Wallace can be locked down by Revis? No. Would you start Jarrett Boykin over him? And as he might see a lot of targets as a third option against those mighty Seahawks in PPR <laughs> League. Well, the question, just so you guys know, Duncan Wolf on Facebook, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of different uh, accounts on a lot of different things. That's so good looking. That's solid nine. Uh, I was like, really? what? I was like, I was like, what are you doing, solid nine? Now you're Duncan Wolf. He's like, it's a long story. <laughs> oh, you're. We just blew his cover. That was gonna be somebody else. He, he, oh, this is true. Maybe that's true. Well, he yeah. never told me to keep it under wraps. But one thing before you go on, okay. one of, hold on, hold on. <laughs> one thing before you go is that he brought up on Facebook. He's like, yeah, on the podcast last week, you Houdini and uh, and Dog Manica were taking on in sports all the other fantasy industry. He got the biggest kick out of that. He's like, I love it. If you guys ever need a foursome in hoops, I'm good. If you need four for, for volleyball, I'm in. He's like, you guys are so like me. And he's like, he likes you just getting so fired up on the fact that we're just like, take us, kickball, volleyball, pull-ups, crunchies, inverted basketball. Burpees. We're playing every, every friggin' sport. Highlight. We're taking Ooh, you on a highlight. Oh, I'm a big what fan. Or, equestrian. I'm Whirly a ball. I'm on Whirly I'm ball. A, Whirly ball. It's, it's not even close. Whirly ball. It's oh. not, just don't do it. Don't, don't, don't put yourself don't there. Kill don't, don't, don't allow that to well, be part of Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm missing. Oh, wow. I, I, oh, wow. I got the quick stars. It's over. Maybe that's court. I got half court. Oh, my God. That Over. I probably locked down. You know how you got to get to become a pilot for American Airlines? You got to get like 600... Hours in there. I've got 600 hours. Yeah, the yeah there you go. <laughs> nice. That's what. I, but that's all they did. That's who that. was just saying that. So that's solid nine. All right. Well, solid nine. I'm going to tell you and Val Faraday that I would not go with Boykin over a Wallace this week. Not only is Revis not going to be locking down, uh, locking down Wallace, he may play on him a few times. That's fine. Uh, but it's 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 not going to be all game long. Boykin. Is going to be going up against. Yes, I do like the third receiver on Green Bay, but how many touchdowns are they going to get? You're hoping for that one touchdown that Green Bay maybe gets. Okay, and maybe they get two touchdowns. One of them's Lacey, and one of them is a receiver. Are you hoping for that one? New England's going to score, and Miami's going to score. There's going to be some back and forth there in that game. A lot more points are going to be scored. I'd rather go with a guy in that game who's going to be scoring points. A lot of possibilities in that game than a shutdown game, the first game of the season on Thursday night, which is usually not a huge scoring game. Okay. And I'm not sold on Boykins. And I'm not sold on, on, on Revis is covering the number two option on their team either. 
Okay. Oh, Bill Belichick told you that? Really? You believe what? <laughs> Bill Belichick did. You believe that? His mouth also, also, I will tell you this. I've watched enough Daryl Revis to know that there is a game that started out. I don't remember who it was. The, a receiver had, because he was covering the other guy, the other receiver on the other side of the field had three catches for about 55 yards on the first drive. All of a sudden, the rest of the game, he was being covered by Daryl Revis, and he didn't have another catch. So this is one of those things that I may, if that's true, and I don't know that it is, Daryl Revis was gotten by Bill Belichick to be, and Bill Belichick, remind everybody, was a defensive guru, was a defensive coordinator for the 1985 New York Giants. This, this is a defensive guy. Is going to use him to shut down whatever is working against his team. If Mike Wallace is doing something, Revis is going to find his way to being on him I all thought, day. I kind of agree with Dogmatic in one way. Revis is a little older. Revis is, is still Revis Island. But I don't think it's like four years ago. And I don't think week one... They want to put all the pressure on him where if Wallace, who is in his prime, fast as fuck, just going to be moved well, around. Be a whole different beast. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, and I'll let you speak. I don't think they're going to put Revis in a position where it's like week one, Wallace gets 141 yards, let's say a 30-yard touchdown. That they're going to be like, I feel like it's going to be a group effort. I think I feel like it's going to be like a whole team effort. And they're not going to say, we brought you in here and it's all on you. Because I, I, I just don't think that's productive that's for the season. But for you, you got to agree. If Walls He's going to cover him a lot. No, no, no. Walls starts on the first drive. Gets three catches for 50 yards. Do you not think he's going to have Rebus on the rest of the game? I think whatever they're doing is what they'll do. I don't think he's going to change it up. Well, Rebus is also one of these guys, and Mike Wallace is also one of these guys. He still hasn't connected to any of the deep passes with Ryan Tannehill in the preseason. And they're as ultra-male competitive as it gets. So maybe Rebus goes to Bill Belichick and says, I need to get this guy, and is so freaking good. I I hope that happens because I like the Patriots, and I want to see him be awesome because I fucking hated another KU boy, uh, Khalib, whatever. I hate that fucking guy. I'm so glad he's gone. But I'll keep telling you. But yeah. the fact is that I own Mike Wallace in four leagues. I'm, I need him to do well. I, I'm telling you that yeah. I don't think he's going to. We all I, do. I just don't. This is not the week that it happens for me. I, 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 I think that New England's defense is good all the way around. And I do think that whatever they're saying, it's all bullshit and smoke screens until you hit the field. One play changes everything in a coach's mind. I think a lot's going to change when Browner comes back from... Suspension. I mean, maybe then, you know, Revis is covering the number two a lot more than covering the number one. But, you know, we got a four-game suspension to worry about. Uh, until then, you know, we might see a couple different guys, you know, moving around, playing different spots. I think Bill Belichick's just trying to show a variety of things. Bill Belichick's the kind of guy who likes to show different stuff, especially early in the season. He likes to be in, you know, people's minds as doing a variety of different Offensive and defensive schematics, and that's you know one of the reasons they picked up Tim Wright is so we can show different looks. Uh, you know, there's other guys. You know, there's a lot of guys in the Patriots we haven't even talked about. We haven't talked about any of those running backs <laughs> who we think's gonna do better. Uh, you know, this week. You know, in the next couple weeks. Let's talk. Let's talk about what you're just saying. Right, Gronkowski. Gronkowski today said he he's play, I'm playing week one. You got right. Traded. Rutgers player. Uh, Belichick's buddies with friggin' uh, Shiano. What 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 what's gonna happen? Is that a signal? 
I mean, obviously it's going to take him a little while to get get a maybe we're, maybe it's not ready week one. But what's happening with that wide receiver situation? And uh, R.I.P. Uh, Josh Boyce was cut. If he doesn't get picked up by some other team, I'd be disappointed. Um, is he going to be that much of a star? We don't. We don't need to talk yeah, about Josh. But we we talked about him a lot, and we kind of liked him a bit, all of us. And we thought he had a lot of opportunity, but cut. We'll see what happens. But what 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 goes on well, with well, these tight ends? Gronk tight end, well, and, to me, right. Gronk is good. If he's going to play again, like I said, he's dynamite. You start him. He's top top two with him and Jimmy any week. The issue for me is again, he hasn't taken a lot of contact. Um, he hasn't taken any, you know, any contact in practice. The way that the new rules are uh, against the hit into the head, they're going after his knees. And who's to say that he's not going to get hurt again? So the injury factor is just so high on him. I think that everybody that has been able to draft him um, later, you know, third rounds, fourth rounds, God bless you. you. You got a great value there as long as he stays healthy. You, Absolutely. You have the best value if he stays healthy. Listen, in this specific, in this specific game, I don't think he plays more than twenty-five points. No he, more than he played limited snaps. snaps in the first game last year. What do you have? Like eight catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I just don't see it in this one. Miami's ready for it. Miami wants to take them on. Miami is actually pretty good at uh, the, uh, covering those tight ends. So I, I just don't see Gronk making that much of a difference in this one. They have a lot of right, wide receiver talent. They have a lot of different types of wide re- wide receivers to throw to out yeah. there. I don't see why they would jeopardize the season with Gronk and make him a focal point or throw to him too much. I bet you they even tell Brady, don't throw to him so much, dude. This guy is brittle, obviously. Yeah. Why would you get him injured in the first Maybe game? Maybe he's probably nickname. gunning for him. Maybe we should have Charles Tillman adopt, let his uh, nickname go to go to, uh, uh, to Gronk. We can start calling Gronk Peanut because he's brittle. Yeah, they're done. Nice. Nice, but, I but like that. To me, I just want to throw in a quick thing about the whole Tim Wright situation. What that said to me, when a Bill Belichick team is, is saying, I'm going to trade and, and go after a tight end right now, says to me that he's not 100% secure in what the health of Gronkowski is going to be throughout the year. And he wants to have a more dynamic receiver at the tight end position because for their offense to be effective, it's it's about having a receiving Player at that position, Please not tell a blocking player. Try and say Huma Humaini right now. No, no, Please no, no. tell me you're going to try and pronounce no, that. No, 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 but who Humana Wana Wana? Why? Who's the? Here's the point with what you're saying with that. The reason why he got Tim Wright. Everybody's saying, yeah, it's not going to cut into Gronk. No, you're right. They're two completely different players. Right. But the fact that matters is that if Gronk goes down, that's what, that's they need right. the receiving tight end because Humana Wana 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 is going to be the one in there, and he's only blocking. Right. That's See, it. He's just like another guy who had a so horrible need to pronounce that couldn't catch. Mana Mana Yuluna. They couldn't go, in, they couldn't <laughs> go into the season with Bro, nobody else. Because they couldn't go into the season with nobody else right. besides who wanna 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 who wanna 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 All they, you gotta know they is they couldn't go in with just him. They needed somebody else. So going and getting Tim Wright, who's obviously to him worth a Logan Mankins. And we saw it right. I mean didn't give up nothing for him. Exactly. It's not like he picked him up out of nowhere and this is rare. But he wouldn't take a pay cut. He wouldn't take a pay cut. Well, but Bill Belichick, right? I know. Uh, Bill still Belichick, take a pay cut. Bill Belichick, the doing, way it's still big. He's it's doing, big. he's doing his thing. Silence and cycle flexing. <laughs> Listen, 
Logan, they can see. I, I know what I'm doing. And Brady's mad. Brady's mad. You got anything? Mean, should we move on to the next no, no, game? No, no, no. There's still a couple things to say about this game. Okay. Right? I mean, running we, we talked about yeah. the running backs. Who are we liking more this week? Are we liking the Vereen, you know, catching a lot of passes this week? Are we liking Ridley uh, getting 20 carries, 100 yards, and then somehow fumbling in the fourth quarter and never to be seen again? Or well, what do we think? I like this Ridley week? this week. I think that if anything, Miami has tough to pass against. Like I was saying, that's why I don't have Brady higher than I do because he. This is normal. Where do you have him? Uh, tenth right now, and I actually I like him higher than that this year on a total. Yeah, and yeah. I would normally like him higher, especially in a game against Miami. But Miami and that's the does. beautiful thing, just so you know, that I was talking about with two people this weekend is there's guys you love, there's guys in your team, and there's guys that. You know will be awesome over the season, but your detail from player to player to player in these player rankings, and when you're ranking them and doing that first pass and that second pass, it is so friggin' detailed that your favorite player in the league can show up at 35. Absolutely, didn't work in that matchup. I, this is my favorite player in the world. He's going up against this. It doesn't work. This isn't his week. And uh, amen to you on that. I, Sorry, I don't, I don't let heart play into my rankings at all. You can't. If you're doing rankings, you just can't have your your heart go into it. I, I, that's, it's, it's just not the right way to do it. But to, to go back to what I was talking about, Ridley is going to pound it. And I know that Belichick is going to take a stance on like, all right, we, we do run the ball. And we run the ball very well. And this is a team that we can pound against. I'm going to give Ridley his shot. If he fucks it up, he fucks it up. But he's not going to fuck it up. He, Ridley is going to be able to run for a little while. He's not going to fumble, but he is going to get a touchdown, and he is going to carry it at least 18 to 20 times, and he's going to have a really good game. I'll tell you that right now. Vereen's going to get some pass, uh, some catches. He's going to be implementing the game plan, but Vereen is not a guy who's going to get any more, no joke, any more than like five to six carries a game at most. And usually it's only going to be like two or three because they're going to run their James White, and as soon as Ridley does fumble, which he will, James White will get his chance, and White will get a couple shots this game as well, but I do like Ridley for this game out of that backfield. Nice. All right. If you want anything more out of that game, go to our player rankings, ask us some questions uh, via the contact on the uh, homepage, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to the, the first the best, of the, the afternoon. Best, the best of the best. The, the best afternoon. of the best. We have two games. Here in the afternoon. So let's get to the and best this, one first. No, no, we're doing the first one first. We're no, doing the that's worst the, that's game the, of the that's week. That's yeah. the best game? Yeah, best game of the week. I've been waiting for Panthers Buccaneers <laughs> so since, long. The, since the Super Bowl ended. There was not one game that I wanted to see in week one more than Lovey Smith against Ron, Ron Rivera. Rivera. I want to bash my skull in just thinking about uh, this game. This, fan, <laughs> this game, fantasy wise, is basically like. It's like jerking off four times before going out of the hot broad and then bringing it home to banger, and you got nothing left for. I am. I'll tell you right now. I'm, I'm, tape, I'm like, taping it. It's in like going four to jerk counties. off, and all you have is like over seventy to jerk off to. <laughs> sometimes that. Sometimes that really turns me on, though. I'm taping what? it in four different counties what? in case there's storms <laughs> everywhere in Illinois. Just there's got to be at least one TV that what? gets this game, so I can see it. Yeah, I say we actually don't even talk about the game. Josh McCown uh, versus well Cam Newton. We could talk about Cam Newton for a second. Do you? How about you? What was that? <laughs> do play it again. <laughs> that was what it was. Play it again, and then you. I just, said it. Yeah. Then you just do. I said it as it happened. There was one. I was <laughs> <laughs> it 
We're gonna give you 45 seconds on this game, and it's all it's getting. It's all it's getting. I drafted uh, Cam yesterday. How do you like him this week? Um, interesting. I I, I think he's gonna be. I okay. love him. Yeah. He's gonna be okay, but not remix. The fact that I lose, he's not gonna run for one minute. What is that? What is that? Sorry, Cam Newton is not going to run. No, flag he's jacket. not going to run in this game at all. First game, he's wearing some sort of flag jacket. He's wearing the uh, uh, under uh, uh, like rib protection. Type really, shirt. he's wearing Under Armour. Not just the brand he uses. Not just the brand. It's under Under Armour. Nate's on the sideline warming up. Yeah. Listen, he he's is going to pass the ball. I don't. I wouldn't doubt it if Kelvin Benj- Benjamin had a pretty good game. But that's about it. You know what? They're they're gonna run and pound it with. They're gonna throw their Tolbert, their their Williams. This uh, is the and, good news. And and their Stewart's. Yeah, if you, I, I'm a I'm a guy that uh, in a 16 team league owns a Tolbert, <laughs> and maybe it now becomes a better opportunity to start him because if they get inside the two three yard line, he's gonna get the touchdown carries now. Yes. They're not gonna go Cam Newton running the ball and exposing him to getting hit by a defensive lineman and breaking his ribs. I'm Here's shocked the- that they do that from the one when Brady's like just. Going over like that, it's like, what are you telling? Yeah, but the problem is that Cam has a gigantic ego. Yeah, he well, may just take it on his own anyway. We'll find like, out. What are you gonna do? Fire him? Yeah. I, I, I he's mean, got audible. He's got he, he's got green light audible. I agree. It's like, agree. yeah, Tolbert in the middle. Like, he's gonna see one guy over there. Like, dead. There's like a crease three and a half centimeters wide. I'm taking this thing. If there was a chance, though, this is a good opportunity. He, and one big Cam takes a big sack. Look at this. Cam takes one big sack early in the game, blindsided, right? That could just... Uh, changes everything. Carolina. You like uh, G-Reg this week, I bet. What are your, what's your thought on G-Reg there, dog? G-Reg. Um, I, I mean, I think I, I, I have that under my car. What, I, is my oh, car being towed? What's G-reg. going on? You're getting G-Reg. You're getting G-Reg. <laughs> I'm sorry, I prefer his rap name to his real name. Larry Olson? Oh, God. A white man with a rap name. I missed that completely. Sorry. You're not as high on Olson as I am this week. I mean, it's the under my God. I'm going to use it from now on. G-Reg. 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 So, with G-Reg. You haven't heard about G-Reg and the Seventh Floor Boys? I have. The Seventh Floor Boys? Yeah. Good old Miami days. Look up his Miami rap video. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I've seen I can't it. I've wait. seen I can't it. Can't wait. God damn. <laughs> wow. I like I, I like it more than you did this week. I, I don't like the offense well of, of, New, of, uh, of Carolina this week at all. And again, Tampa Bay with Lovey Smith is going to be more defensive minded and more defensive focused. And the fact that it's in Tampa, uh, I, I think it makes it tougher. The last time that Olsen was there last year, he had three catches for 21 yards, so he was shut down. Uh, but again. As far as veteran presences, he's the only veteran presence on that team. So when it comes down to if they get in the red zone and they are going to throw the ball, he is going to look to Olsen. I'll tell you right now, everybody, every team in the league knows that Greg Olson's all they got. They're going to make other players prove something before Greg Olson. So they're going to guard Greg Olson like a fucking hawk until somebody else does something. And then Greg Olson will produce. My problem with that this week is when has uh, Lovey Smith ever been able to stop a tight end? When has he ever been able to use a tight end or stop a tight end? Stop a tight end. You're right. But Tampa <laughs> well, Bay he has still, stopped a lot of tight ends' careers. Tampa Bay, <laughs> yeah. that's true. By not playing them very well. Tampa Bay's actually been Let's very good at stopping tight ends. Tampa this Bay is, is, this is Olsen's chance to stick it to Lovey. It's, it's nice. 
That's a good point. That is a good point. The personnel itself, though, Tampa is built 2 to is start. not conducive to stopping tight ends. But, I mean, even with Brian Urlacher covering the middle of the field, being one of the rangiest linebackers you know, in NFL history, they still could not contain tight ends. All right, we're not allowed to talk about Urlacher anymore. But the last thing I'll say, Calvin Benjamin. Guy so Calvin. friggin' slow. Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. So, so slow, so slow, but he can do it. Doesn't matter. He can do it. He's the kind of guy that he, 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 he he's he's good. I think for Cam, it's gonna be nice to see. I've seen some great stuff out of that guy this preseason, and let's see if he can be the deciding factor. Smartest thing in his career went out and made best friends with Camden. Yeah, he's buddies. That's a good deal. Forty ers second game out of the uh, out of the afternoon. Forty ers are at the Cowboys. We Start can talk from, about this game for a little bit. Start Frank Think about Gore. this. How about how amazing is that? You know, we talk about the Romo factor, right? About the injury and about uh, this was on paper one of these ones that Romo could have gotten destroyed, absolutely destroyed by the the tremendous rush of the 49ers. Yet, how many players are the 49ers missing on the defense in, in this game? Is it like five guys oh, God, that, that are not on? You know, Alden Smith's gone. Right? Uh, Navarro Bowman. No, no Navarro Bowman. Uh, it, 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 yeah. it, uh, the guy who got the domestic violence. Uh, uh, I think he's going to play this week. Oh, they're letting him play? They've got to let it play out and in courts. You know how the NFL is about that well, stuff. Yes, I'm interested to see how that's going to actually affect how the new rule came out with all. So I think that Tony Romo escaped a big, a big potential if all these guys were healthy against him. That he would have, this could have been the end of Tony Romo's 2014 campaign. Yeah, I think he survives this week now. Um, uh, But I also think that this is a very good week if you are a. an owner of 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 a uh, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, um, uh, even of a Michael Crabtree here, because again, looking at um, and, and a Vernon Davis this week, because again, with the with the loss of a Sean Lee, you have a hole in the middle that's as big as Val Verde's neck. That's a big <laughs> hole, boys. <laughs> so with 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 I uh, run through that hole, that defense doesn't have Demarco Ware on the defensive line. They're not able to put pressure on. This is one of those ones where Colin Kaepernick should either have time to be able to sit back in the pocket. Move around or run with the ball if he wants to run with the ball, but should be able to exploit the middle of the field with Vernon Davis. You should be able to run all through that that defense with Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde, and I think Hyde's going to get himself probably twelve to fifteen carries in this game potentially. Agreed, agreed. I think. Well, gonna well no, shit. setting the tone for fantasy football on this team is there's about five or six high potency. Major upside type of teams that we don't know exactly how they're going to do it. Seattle is another one. Is it going to be through the air? Is it going to be through the ground again? The Niners, same deal. Is Kaepernick going to be bringing it in and running it? Is 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 RG three going to learn how to be a pocket passer? Is he going to learn this team? If they're week one, we got Kaepernick taking it and doing his thirty yard runs. As a fantasy owner, where Kaepernick is in that same boat, Kaepernick's like a ninth, tenth rounder going this year's in the in the season, as he should be. But Listen, there, there is not a better team in the, the the planet right now in the whole NFL that San Francisco could be playing in Week One. They had the worst preseason right. I've seen in ages. They needed a defense like Dallas to go up against. So they're going to be trying some things. They're going to be trying to work out the kinks a little bit. And they will. 
They're going to run the shit out of the ball, and they're going to be able to do it and not have a problem with it. But they're also going to be using Crabtree. They're going to be using their Bolden. They're going to be using Davis. It's going to be all over the place. They're really Brandon gonna, Lloyd. Quinn Pass. I do not think. I do not think that Cap is going to be running the ball. Why risk you don't running have to against this team? Well, exactly. you don't have to. I, Why do it? Well, what I said is that he's going to have all that time, right? You agree? He'll be able to sit back in the pocket or roll roll around in the back of the pocket and just create extra time for all these players. This is like repeats of week one last year where the 49ers are just going to go off. Yeah. I mean, the ball's going to be flying everywhere. I don't care how bad the preseason was. I know how bad the Cowboys are on defense. If they're not the worst team in the NFL defensively this season, I will give Derek $5 even though he uh, probably doesn't deserve it. I want more <laughs> than $5. Let's, let's up, the Derek the up the He wants a raise. <laughs> no, I don't care about Derek. It doesn't bother. Derek knew. Derek Carr doesn't need five dollars. D Rex could use. I've done. $5. I do. I do Google searches on myself, so I want people to heighten the Derek. Noon in part, but that's a fact. You're right. Well, Verity does that. San Fran, um, it's gonna. You're right. It's gonna be the same type of first week. It's the second week that worries me a little bit. But we'll see. This first week going on. Yeah, but the second week is our Bears, so. Alright, exactly. Well, again, another easy rush to you. We'll see what happens with that one. Though. Um, I, I don't want to... Talk about the 49ers. No, no, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys. Okay, yeah, talk about the Cowboys. Talk about DeMarco and Dez. Uh, DeMarco is going to still have a tough... Listen, they do have defensive players out, but he's still going to have a tough time throwing the ball, uh, running the ball. I think they're going to have a tough time throwing the ball a little bit as well. It's listen. It's don't not, you think though that they're going to do? Don't you th- don't you think that they are going to do their best to establish the run game in this game? Yes. That Dallas because this is what I've been seeing in the preseason because they know of the brittle nature of of Tony Tony Romo that they're taking it easy on him and, they, and they, with the back injury. Like, so they they've been heavily going to the run early, going to the run early, going to the run early. They want to get. They want us, don't want defenses to be blitzing him and him to be getting blindsided and hitting the back. That's exactly but they're good pasties, so right. I don't want to. It's only going to last for how long? Blocking all over me like Saladine, but it's just part of the game. Uh, what else are we talking about? What are we talking about? Not five men, five gorillas. Five gorillas definitely were digging me the other day. No question about it. The wedding, I think, a few gorillas. There I think San Fran's going to do their best to lock out uh, Des Bryant, and they're going to let their rusty do what they can. All right. So I think that yeah, they're going to try and rush their Demarco and establish something there with the running game for sure. And I think that San Fran is going to just take care of Des Bryant. The pass game to shore up that pass defense and let the rusty do what it's done in the past, regardless of the new additions. I still think the Des could have a good game because I think that this is like 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 Stag said. I think this is a game that gets out of hand, and I think it's one of those ones that you know you're gonna get a late garbage touchdown when San Francisco's basically pulling some guys because maybe they're up by 24 points. There's only eight minutes left in the game, and it's like it's over. Uh, so then you might be able to see some late garbage points. As a fan of San Francisco. They're not that great defensively right now. No, they're not. They're not. Des Bryant is in his prime. They're good. They're great. They're one of the upper echelon teams, no question about it. But Too many with, the full, right with the full lot for Dallas in week one at home with the talent they've got, it's not like the Niners are going to be like really intimidating them or whatever. 
could the, should the 49ers win? I do think so. But at the same time, Des Bryant, beast man. Tony Romo knows where to go. Witten's coming off a bad year. He's got to be a little bummed out. DeMarco, your favorite, is firing it up. And you probably want to talk about him right now. Get oh, into yeah, it. I want to talk about DeMarco. Talk yeah. about DeMarco, but again, it all comes down to the fact that Dallas has no defense. Yeah, I agree in the scope of winning the football game. But for fantasy owners, you know, I think DeMarco's going to have a good game. I mean, between all the injuries we've already talked about, uh, they're at home. This guy is very, very good at home. He averages 5.14 yards a carry at home compared to 4.74 on the road. Uh, you know, they give him the rock more at home. Uh, you know, things like that. This guy's going to get the rock. And, you know, this defense isn't as vaunted as it was before. And with right. this newly rebuilt offensive line, you know, with the new additions this offseason, I think it's the best offensive line in the league. Uh, plus, you know, they gave up. You know, <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. That's fine. Rushing, well, for rushing attack, and that's what we're no, talking about, but, but, they're a great rushing defense. I'm, I'm they're a terrible passing defense. Uh, not defense. They're a great rushing uh, offensive line, which helps out the cause we're talking about right now. But, tomorrow, the is, but they've shown that they're not great at And passing. here's the problem. This is why me and Dog have been all over the fact that Tony Romo is a horrible pick this year and is going to get injured. They have no defense. They're going to be behind in every game. While they may start every game with the intention of establishing the run, and they go <laughs> run, 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 run That's at the fact. beginning, sure. the fact of the matter is when you're down by 14 points, now 21 points, you have to throw the ball. And then you force this offensive line to have to pass protect, which they don't do as well, That's and the they're run. going to get Tony Romo killed. Claiborne, out for the season. Uh, Lee, out for the season. Not good. Marco, Marcus Ware, in Denver. De- yeah, Ware, gone. I didn't know. You sure? Claiborne's out for the season? Uh, yeah, done. Uh, wow, I did not know that. Uh, by the way, that... Or was, they, it, uh, out for, was it out for preseason? Uh, it, out, it might have been out for preseason. Alex Boone it might have been out for preseason. Yeah. Sorry. Deal, so, you know, that's another line. Might have been out for preseason. Yeah, that's huge for I'm Gore not a defensive guy. I do fantasy. No, 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 no. Offensive line uh, for uh, Alex Boone for San Francisco. Boone, the, the, the guy who was holding on there. Yeah. Awesome. They just signed They just signed him. He's yeah. back now in the He's mix. back on, and that's huge. That's a... I hate to say it. That was a part of the reason why this preseason looked so bad. Okay, it was a whole, it was a mess. Dude, I'm going to tell you, the Niners, no, you guys know, no one knows the Niners and loves the Niners more than me. This is going it to be... It was the preseason. Mars preseason. Ready for Sorry. I, I, after after <laughs> saying that, I realized... But he still I, I says left out the last, the, last, the last word. He still has pain. He still but has pain. The, the one thing I was saying, this all I'll say about the Niners is, you know I love them, but this will, again, like last year, be the most inconsistent, the most uneven-flowed offense from week to week of any team that's delivering a lot of fantasy points. Sure. So listen, you are just going to shit the bed or rock. We're going to figure it out for you guys. So yeah. Listen to us. We'll figure that shit out for you. I mean, Amen. Like, I mean, normally we'd be off the Frank Gore train this week, as his career against Dallas has been horrid. Agreed. I mean, forty-one carries for hundred and fifty yards or hundred and fifteen yards. Excuse me. So, but, you know, this matchup is just too good to pass Too on. good. You got to love Gore. I love him as a top five guy. All right, let's get to the real meat love of, it. of you Sunday. Got Gore, you got Gore top five. Amazing. Yeah. I yeah. want to get to the meat of Sunday. All right, who's the game you the love? The Sunday night game. Who yeah, likes meat the... more than that? And what's so amazing is I said, I thought NBC, he was a vegetarian. When you look at the schedule based on what games it? each network got, NBC totally raped the networks this week. 
They get the Packers and Seahawks on Thursday night, and they get the Colts at the Broncos. Peyton against his former team. Andrew Luck with all the weapons. How they coming in there in the pavilion at what's up to the Mile High City? I love this game. Involved here, because it's a Midwest it. and I'm going with it. <laughs> I got my mode. I love this game though. I this is like Peyton Manning should be amazing in this action. Andrew Luck, the, the the whole thing is and I know that you guys have all both been on the Trent Richardson bandwagon. He's looked like shit in the preseason. The whole running game with him and Ahmad Bradshaw looks like garbage. The best runner in the preseason has been Andrew Luck. And this is one of those ones as I've talked about third year for the quarterback. For him to make that next step, and I think that he's even going to run more this year. I think that makes him even more valuable in fantasy. And this is a this is a potential AFC championship matchup, you know, to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, Indianapolis is a legitimate contender. We know that Denver is a contender. So how these teams match up outside of the dome is really interesting. I mean, Andrew Luck's been one of the biggest, like, primetime quarterbacks so far in his career. He's played brilliantly on the biggest stages. Uh, what he did against Denver last year to give him their first loss, uh, I believe, 21-38, uh, uh, 228 yards and three scores. Uh, and then, then he had another 20, 29 yards rushing and another score. So that was his probably biggest fantasy game all of last season, discounting you know that playoff game. Uh, you know he's played big on great stages. You know this is going to be a big. He's a winner. Stage. This is going to be a big. That's stage. almost a, you never worry about him in a big game. You almost worry about him when he's just playing against a, a lackadaisical uh, situation. Jacksonville. <laughs> that was yeah. in Indianapolis, though. Right. But That's still. why I said it's interesting to see what happens outside the dome in this Exactly. Week. Exactly. Um, you you got to love them both in this game. I, I mean, you, you love both quarterbacks. You even love the running backs. Uh, i got to tie in in my one big A-league with, with, yep, yeah, with yeah. you, D-Rex. I have, out of these two teams, I have Monty Ball and Cody Latimer. This is a league where you start rookies, so I took a chance on Cody Latimer. And how great is that? Latimer is not going to be your starter. It's, no, he will never be a starter, but he yeah. could sneak in as a possible receiver later on. If Welker goes out with a, a, another concussion, he has three concussions in his last ten games, by the way. Wes Welker. Ten games played, three concussions. He gets one more concussion. There's not going to allow him no, they, to play they, anymore. Or, or they'll keep him out for at least six weeks or so. At, they won't allow him to He's play one. Concussion away from, from out, this season. Season. Right. out this season. Right. And Emmanuel Sanders has never been uh, a guy who stayed that healthy all the time. Well, he's never been a guy that's been that consistent week to week. Is his problem? Well, he's, he's never had he, man. He's had foot problems his whole career. True, but if he's healthy though, you know after what? After all, all seen, it's going to be a great time for him. Agreed. It's the reason not, why it took six million. I did like Cody. It is amazing to me though how when a team has as legitimate Super Bowl aspirations and legitimate chances. How guys all of a sudden get healthier than they would be on a team that was 500. But I also True. took Luck as my QB. Um, I have Reggie Wayne as a nice little, uh, you know, easy we'll start, Let's talk about but that. But I have Bradshaw. Let's talk I didn't about take that. Richardson. I took Bradshaw. I like Richardson. And we'll see. We'll see. I Bradshaw is going to get hurt. If you like Bradshaw over the last four years, then you like guys that are hurt. <laughs> Bradshaw. I mean, I'm just gonna say Richardson might not play well, but I'd rather have a guy that's playing. Drew Bradshaw I mean, actually has top ten TDs in the last five years combined. 
I mean, there's a fact for saying that I'd rather have a guy for eight weeks out of the season score double-digit fantasy points rather than have a guy over, you know, 16 weeks score six or seven. Six fan. Yeah, agreed. Well, uh, uh, Trent Richardson, what do you think his stat line's going to be this year? I know it's going to be low. Just float down. your ass over here. Float your ass. I think it's going to be about float your ass tread water. Stat you, line give, me your stat, give me your stat line. Final line on the Yards season? and touchdowns. On the whole season? Yeah. Like 750 yards and four touchdowns. You? I like 850 yards and six scores. What do you think? I don't care about the season. I'm talking about this week. This I week? No, no. I'm asking a question about the season. I just want to know. For real? Yeah. I still th- I still believe in him. I still think he's going to get over 1,000 yards and about eight touchdowns. This week, what do you got? This week, um, I, I, think it's, I don't think he's going to get that much play because uh, they're going to have to pass. Obviously, Luck is going to have to pass this week to keep up with Manning. Sometimes I do this, this thing for my starting lineup. He's, he's, I'm deciding on him. That's why I don't talk to you so much yeah, about that. But I'm not playing you this week. Oh, actually, I am. Yes, you are playing. It's between Kendall Wright and him, and if Welker's back, who knows? I understand. Sorry, I that's didn't right. actually no, no, remember no, that. That's cool. No, I, I don't care. Denver, totally Denver can't stop the run. Denver's got a good <laughs> rush team. All right, Dem- Denver has a better defense than they're given credit for. They also have a kid to lead. Uh, I know you don't like uh, to lead very much, but that guy's oh, you a gotta like about that team. He's great regular season. Look at the, look at the defense they had with Marcus Ware up front and Akeem to leave on the back end. What they've added to their defense? Holy cow! It's great. Absolutely. The problem I have is T.Y. Hilton torched Akeem to leave last year when he was with the Patriots. True. Six catches, hundred yards, two scores. That's why I like. A, that's why I like a T.Y. Hilton. One of the two games Let's that T.Y. Hilton scored receivers. all his five touchdowns in. By the way. Let's talk about the wide receivers here quickly, and we got one minute before we're moving on to Monday Night Football. So what's going on with the Colts or the Broncos wide receiver? Just give so a quick flash. T.Y. Hilton, like you said, is a great start. Reggie Wayne is also a great start because he's going to get the steady targets. He's going to be the guy Absolutely. that he is the, he's the glue of that offense. When you look to Hakeem Nix, I'm not believing in it, and I'm not, I'm not trusting him for anything right now. Prove it to me. Otherwise, he's more like Darius Hayward Bay was last year, auxiliary. I'll tell you, my, my Denver guys, I love Demarius Thomas this week. How could you not love Demarius this week? Demarius should be a beast. He's my number one. He's, a, no, he's going to. This is one of these ones that, again. I don't care about. Okay. Here's yeah. one point. Especially when Peyton gets on these nationally night games, he goes nuts. Oh, yeah. And now that he's, he, you know, so this is one of those ones that Demarius could get three touchdowns in this game. Yeah, I, I feel like. You know, uh, the top cornerback for the Colts is a little overrated most times. Uh, you know, we got to, they're going to exploit this guy. I mean, it might be with just, you know, Demarius Thomas exploiting him. It might be, you know, with different numbers of guys. Uh, but think, gonna, what about Julius is going to have a good game too? I, I think everybody's going to have a good game. I think the Colts defense as a whole is slightly overrated. Uh Plus, they're missing um, Robert Mathis, mm-hmm. so they're not getting that you know pass rush that they you know got at this point last. Which was so big again in that game in, in Indianapolis. That game, yep. He was huge. Huge. I'm trying. I'm not huge. trying to make so much of this about, and because it's been such an off season, and I'm doing drafts, and this doesn't pertain to me. But uh, big picture, what are your thoughts of season wise? Uh, to go back to the whole Jimmy Graham, people that took him, Orange Julius went high. He's like a third rounder. 
in most strat. I what do you think? What do you think? Each of you guys quickly. Just because some people haven't drafted, I'm doing. We're doing. You're doing a few drafts. I'm doing a draft on Friday. I'm doing a draft on Wednesday. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Orange Julius this year? The fact that he's going late second round, third round regularly. What are your thoughts? You guys don't mind, real quick. No, it's I'm going to say that uh, Orange Julius did not have a very good game against Indianapolis, and rightfully so. Indianapolis is very good at guarding tight ends. They're very good at covering tight ends. I don't expect him to have a great week. Is it possible he scores a touchdown? Yeah. I mean, Peyton Manning threw for seven touchdowns in the fucking week one last year. Uh, granted, that was against the Giants, but the Giants weren't terrible as a defense last year either. They were terrible on offense, but they weren't terrible as a defense. Well, what do you think about him before you get to that about the season? About the season? G- I love Orange what are, what, is, what is the stat line? What is he, this guy doing this year? I think he's number two, two, two uh, tight end on the season. Period. With Gronk starting week one? Here's yeah, what. Even with Gronk starting week one. I like Orange Julius. 1,200, 1,200, nine touchdowns. How much? Yeah. 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns? What you, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's legit. You know, and, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't I, shock me if The ceiling is high because you have to remember, you, as, as we've said, do you really believe in the Emmanuel Sanders who they brought in? Wes Welker is an injury risk. Eric Decker, who had 1,400 yards or 1,200 yards, is gone. And 14 touchdowns is yeah. gone. So those are going somewhere else. You know, Demarius still was a healthy amount of targets before. Was it gonna, now, Welker was the guy who was going to be the natural guy that was going to assume them. But now with the injury risk and everything else, how does it not go to Julius Thomas? It's not going to Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is going to get some good flow. But if you figure out where, the, where those numbers went last year and where they're going to come from this year, Orange Julius should get a good portion Dude, of that. Peyton Manning has made tight ends. His love, the love of his life. And he never had And this guy might be the best Dale tight Stark. end. And look what, he, look what he, Dale Stark is, was awesome. I'm an Iowa guy. You know I love Dale, my oh, Dale yeah, Stark. Absolutely. Good Dale player, Stark, made by Not me. the physical specimen that an Orange Julius is. Jacob Tammy, when he played with yeah. him, when, when, uh, when uh, Dale Stark was up. Jacob Tammy was a, a tight end one for your fantasy team. Every, but every Dallas week. Clark was when a guy was who was getting 100 catches a year. <laughs> was a guy who was just dominating, always there in the right spot in the red zone, whatever. With a guy who's got as good of skills, if not better skills, than Dallas Clark. I saw a great catch with him tiptoeing on the sideline in preseason where he caught the ball and tiptoed. I was like, oh, jeez. If you can do that, Peyton's going to be able to throw that exact same pass. Like, just go to where I threw that the last time in the game. I bet you it'll be right there again. Oh, yeah. Just make that same catch and yeah, do it. It won't be a problem. You'll be heading right to the bathroom. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Don't you wish Val's birthday could make catches yeah, like right. that? No, I don't. I wish Val Verde could make catches like this, though. Val Verde. <laughs> you guys gotta get better at that. I, the I, models, I, I know I, they're tough. What but. I'm gonna do is I'm gonna spend more money. Then I get for six pack of Magners on you a four spend pack. More money than a no, six pack no, of Magners. on a four pack of Magner cans. There yeah, you that's go. That's how you do. It's, you it's a dollar more for a four pack of Magner cans than it is for a six pack of Phenomenal. these things. All right, that's Monday like, night. Let's move on. Monday night. Lots of scoring one. in the Sunday night game. Love it. Yeah, that's good times all around. So we got the Giants. Giants at Lions. At the Lions. We basically have got to get this shite done in the next about 10, 15 minutes, and then we've got a three-minute outro so let's get of Juanas Addiction. And the reason why we're playing Juanas is we got 
the Riot Fest is happening the 12th through the 14th. Jane's Addiction, probably my second or first favorite. Perry changed my life, but I think I like Verve a little more than Jane's Addiction. One of the best bands I've ever listened to. I, I've listened to Nothing Shocking in, uh, in one of us. And uh, Ritual De Lo Pitchel so much. Fired up. That's why we're playing it. The opening song was Ocean Size. The closer song is going to be Up the Beach. Fucking Perry. Top seven, top seven bands in my life. Uh, one of the best live bands you'll ever see. Ever. ever. Still. Still. And, the guy, and, still. Perry's, and Perry's in his 50s. This band still rocks and brings it. All right. Giants are going to be at the... Uh, at the uh, Ford, uh, Ford, Field. Ford Field playing the Lions. That's um, what happens. Go ahead, somebody. Uh, <laughs> good question. I mean, I mean the way I, this I, Giants I, offense has looked, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. I'm thinking that I it's going to be a blowout. And the Lions, I think the, the Giants are going to be an all right team and figure it out a little bit deeper into the season because there's a new system. And you know, Pate, uh, Eli Manning's be, being called as this kind of rebound quarterback in the system, kind of the way Philip Rivers was last year in a new great system. But I'm just not seeing it week one, especially against this team. Yeah, you know, and the thing for me too is when I when I look at this is is the fact that you have a Jim Schwartz team last year. Now it's a Jim Caldwell team. This is a very big uh, shift for me because Schwartz's teams were the most one. Of the, they were like Oakland. They were so undisciplined. They stepped on their own foot about once out of every three steps. That they were the, either it was a stupid penalty, whatever it was, it was bringing everything back. Jim Caldwell, if you his he teams, won't stand. right? They he are won't stand disciplined. For that fucking crap that all those defensive players would. Put on every other play. Now, we've always been fans of these Detroit offensive players. I've become bigger fans of them now, knowing that they are going to be more accountable in the coaching. Equally. But it's accountability in the coaching because what that oh, does it's, is. And it's a New Orleans system now. Right, but the accountability in the coaching, too, though, from that if you continue to do these stupid false start penalties, you become a holder, you become an illegal, uh, you know, whatever you're doing, you're not going to be on the field. Yeah. And it's not going to be stood for. That was not the same case in the old regime. This regime is going to have that accountability. So where Stafford always had to be second-half staff, pulling shit out, rabbit out of a hat, he's now going to have a much more balanced, good offensive attack, I feel, from the get-go. Because they're not doing the stupid things that ended drives and put them into bad situations as much. Not saying that they're not going to do it at all, just not as much. Now, I agree 100%, and I'm all on board with that Detroit offense. Like we were just saying, they brought over uh, the New Orleans quarterbacks coach is bringing over the New Orleans system, right. and they're playing the whole new, a whole new system this year, which is going to be beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's going to be beautiful for Stafford. Anybody who owns Stafford right now is a very happy camper. Very happy camper. Think about it, too, because with Stafford and, and the guy that we're not high on is Eric Ebron. But Golden Tate being there to help offset uh, so much better than Nate Burleson the year before for Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, you still have Brandon Pettigrew there, so you still have that. You're going to have the dual weapons out of the backfield and Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush for him at his disposal. Yeah. We also have the young, versatile rookie that we're going to see in Theo Riddick. So there's all these guys that have not a rookie. He's a oh, I'm sorry, right, right, but, but young yeah. player, but young player is going to get his first real opportunity this yes. year. Uh, my, my bad, you're correct. It was not a rookie. Um, 
I like what they have there. No, absolutely. There's there's so much more. And they found that go a little short, by the way. They yeah, which short. was nah, nah, it needed nah, to be done. Nah, nah. Yeah. Nah, nah, He'll get picked nah, up somewhere nah. though. Second. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. If you want to bring some White Sox tradition into this podcast, <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> Listen, he was a second round pick from Illinois. I don't want to so. say that we're down on Ebron, Eric Ebron, but I don't like him for a little bit. It's going to be he a smorgasbord there. They're going to use Foria a little bit more than you think. They're go- still going to use Pettigrew as the blocking slash. They're going to get him some passes because he can catch the ball. Whether it's Tell everyone what the problem is with Ebron right now. Ebron right now is having trouble accl- not only acclimating to a pro system and figuring out things in his head when it comes to uh, all the terminology and all that sort of stuff, but he's dropping balls. There's a lot of, yeah, exactly. He, he can't get his hands on the balls because he's thinking too much. As soon as he learns things a little yeah. bit more, he's going to be outstanding. Here's my, wrong. I love his long-term process. Because talent, but, physical skills and talent, you can't teach. Either you have those or you don't. Exactly. Now, can, you, can, you, can, you, can you train the do. brain to accept? It always know. takes but, at least a year for a tight end to get into a system correctly but, but and again, figure it all out. Let's go back to the coaching in this aspect. How much better is it for Eric Ebron that it is Jim Caldwell who's there versus a Jim Schwartz? Yes, I agree. It's, it's going to help his development a lot more. Caldwell does love to, to, to bring yes. along those tight ends and Correct. use them correctly. And use them I'm well worried that this guy's not a professional. It's going to be great. Huh? Yeah, well, I'm worried that this guy's not a professional. Well, here's the other thing. It's Are there enough professionals? That's why Jim Caldwell's no. influence is huge. Because this was a, a, was a team of non-professionals. It was it was a uh, the, the the you know how many chefs do you have in, in uh, trying to, to cook the stew? That's what they had going on in Detroit last year. Jim Caldwell is bringing that more solace, more central centralized thing that I'm the leader of this team and Stafford. I got that. Leader, you know, I like that. But Ebron's already said I've hit my mids. I've hit, I heard, my, I hit rookie my rookie wall. wall. I know. I know. They, 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 from what I'm hearing, he's more of a jokester and like a lighthearted guy than like a locked in. I mean, this is a guy that went what twelfth. He's still in the young, first right, round, right, right. maybe tenth, tenth, tenth in the first round. Yeah, when you're when you're a tight end and you're taking tenth in the first round, uh, you need to be a professional. You need to be a smart guy. You need to be nose to the grind. And he's not that. That doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. But this year, I'm not buying it. It's like it's like Tyler Eifert last year. He, he's not like, he, he's a straight up middle head. All right, dog. We haven't talked much about the Giants. Agreed. What do we uh, got on the Giants? I don't even know what's going on. So talk to me about the Giants right now. I, you've got Victor Cruz at 33 against one of the worst pass defenses in all football. What's, uh, what's going correct. on there? That's correct. I do not trust at all what's going on. First of all, uh, Detroit will lock down on Victor Cruz because I don't think they trust anything else. They know they can stop the run. They're not, they're not worried about Rashad Jennings at this point. I really don't think so. They know they can lock down the run. So what they're going to do is they're going to take away Victor Cruz. They have no tight end to worry about. Right. There is no None. tight end. So you take away your Victor Cruz. How is that possible? And you're making amazing, Randall right? From Jerry Randall Shockey beat you. to nothing. It's like eight years. You're, you're making Roman Randall beat you yeah. is what you're doing. Right. And new, new, the Giants have shown nothing in the preseason. So you might as well take away Victor Cruz, and that's it. And the, the Lions, as we know, have a ferocious pass rush. Yeah, and they do. So they're going to be getting after Eli Manning. I don't like it either. 
You know, and, and yeah, again, I just don't like it for the for the Giants this no, week. That's all. not good. It's not a good match. At well, all. one thing I mean, I'll if they say, showed me anything in the preseason, I would. Now they said that they weren't showing you anything in the preseason. They no. did. Well, they're, they're going to again. Of when you the, suck, you're going to. Well, but I'm the, the, the fact is, I don't care. Over. The fact is, if you are still running basic plays and if you have a cohesion with a unit, you can be effective running those plays. They weren't. Should be. The thing is, you know, uh, the Giants lit up or the. Detroit, excuse me, let up 26.5 points, which was 30th in the league to wide receivers last season. But they only gave up 5.4 to tight ends. There's no tight end to speak of, so we'll call that a zero. So they got to <laughs> go to the wide receivers. Uh, you know, Victor Cruz, 10, 12 targets? Or you think they're just going to bracket coverage him all day that they're not even going to be able to throw it that way? Yeah, I, I, think, that, I think that the Giants are going to be shut up, is what I'm saying. I think it's in Detroit. The Giants are going to be shut out. I think they have no cohesion right now. I think they have no idea what's going on. They needed six preseason games. Hard to is, out amazing to say when you have one of the most, probably the most veteran coach in the NFL in Tom Coughlin. They had five preseason games and they couldn't figure They're it out. They're also an old, an old team in the sense of like the guys that you're, you know, you're, 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 you either have really old or really young, right? You know. So they got really old with. Here's the big thing about the Giants: they're bringing in a whole new offensive system. If you aren't used to, especially Eli Manning, is not used to a West Coast quick hitch offense. He's used to a downfield passing. If the last name is Manning, he should be able work. to adapt to anything. It does not work. For He's working him. hard for Listen, Eli Manning is a great quarterback. I don't want to take anything away from him, but this system is not working for him. He's not a quick hitch, accurate quarterback in that sense. He can't get it yet. And if they aren't going to get it by after five preseason games, they had that extra one because they were in the Hall of Fame game. Five preseason games. If they don't get it by now, they're not getting it in week one away against Detroit against a very fierce crowd and a very fierce defense. No, you're never going to get it. Never going to get it. You're never going to get it. Yeah, I'll say. The one thing I'll say, and it, it, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, Beyonce quote. Right, I'm going to tell you something that I never thought I was going to get, uh, and it's just a fact. But you guys have heard by now the way on the internet, a uh, bunch of our fa- favorite celebrities, a lot of their uh, iCloud has been hacked. You know, we got Jay Lawrence. Uh, we got a lot of these famous young girls. Lo and behold, D Rex iCloud. My iCloud's been contaminated. It was grabbed. I've got cock shots. I've been I've been amassing an amazing amount of selfie nudes over the last five years, let's say. Dog man could just jumped out a window. <laughs> I'm just coming clean. I mean I've been amassing an amazing I mean I'm not proud of some of them. Some of them are in Mexican wrestling hats. Hey, Others I, I got, do that I got too, so that's not Charlie true. Charlie talking about the gimp ball. And, and, and being like in the gimp suit, I, that, I didn't want to laugh at it because I've done those. And I've got a lot of cock shots out there. And I, my iCloud account has definitely been compromised. And I apologize. Oh, good Lord. Are we under attack? Yes. yes. My, my penis on, on my iPhone has been attacked. Time to go get some more pills. Let the young guys teach you something on that. Always keep your face and your cock out of the same picture. That way they can't put two and two together. 
You're welcome. Let's I go back to yeah. Porky's. <laughs> Why can I identify that tallywhacker and have a yes. mole on it? <laughs> the fact is, I had myself out of most shots. I had myself out of most shots. There's no question about it. But I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm sorry in advance. I didn't mean this to happen, but I got compromised. My password wasn't great on my iCloud account. I am sorry. But what I will say is if you like what you saw and it looked like something you were into, uh, direct message me on Facebook.com, Derek Noonan. Uh, and if you like what you see, let's do this. That's <laughs> pretty much what it I was, It was. <laughs> if you like it, you know how to get a hold of me. Ladies. We're talking about <laughs> ladies. We got about 15 of you listening to this. I'm, I'm really, I'm, you're my last hope. <laughs> so D-Rich just used about two, right. two minutes out of game. our final podcast. Yeah. Now we got a bit here. Chargers, Cardinals. Charger, yeah. Why would I not want to talk about Of course. Game? If it can yield some. Next week we'll be hearing about Dogmatica's iCloud being compromised. We'll talk about your penis next weekend. It's like me and you doing every other weekend the music. Next weekend's your penis. (laughs) (laughs) Enough with the what's that. You heard it. You heard it loud and clear. When do we get Val? There it is. All right. Maybe you won't. Thank God. (laughs) Chargers at Cardinals. Chargers (laughs) at Cardinals. All right. Who do we have so much good? The first thing I've noticed about this game is... The Cardinals' once vaunted defense is no longer what it used to be, at least so far in the preseason. They're all suspended or injured. It's the biggest difference in the world. Their team defense in fantasy like, dropped like 10 spots once Darnell Dockett left. I mean, they were the best team defending the Washington, Washington, Washington before that, they, he got suspended. Here's they the went thing. down five spots when Washington was gone. Yeah, that's that's the fastest, most l- l- ludicrous that guy has got the edge on any fucking. Here's what's great about so this fast. game. Here's what's great about this game. We talked about dogs mentioned it before. Arizona, the worst team at defending the tight end. Tight end. Period. Okay, you got two tight ends on this team. You do. That can do damage in Ladarius Green and Antonio Gates. And as dog is predicting, it's going to be Ladarius Green who's going to do the big damage because. Well, you got him ranked high this week. Oh, six. Yeah, was the I last got, I yeah. saw. I it may heads. change. It may change. Antonio is still 13. When you hear it on the off. podcast and you don't see it sync up on that, we're changing this thing and, by half a day throughout the week. And Antonio, Antonio is at 13. No, not too much. But listen, those guys are both going to go off. I'm telling you right now. Antonio's going to get a lot of the short work. He's going he's gonna to have a bunch of catches. But I'm telling you, Ladarius is going to go off for like 5 for 90 with a touchdown. That's, he's just going to be used that way. And, and, that's and you can the against yeah. this defense. I guess you can. I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, they can defend the wide receiver. They were top five last season. Patrick Peterson got a new deal. He's going to keep moving around and on the field, talking shit to Richard Sherman on Turtle, which I enjoy. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't not love that. No, oh, you can't. No, my He's God, not going to play any wide receiver, which is actually a little disconcerting for me because he looked pretty good out there. He did. Uh, but they don't yeah, need him, though. Uh, they don't. They don't need him. It was fun to see. I mean, was this guy is going to lock down the wide receivers. Uh, you know, so here's the thing: why the Titans are going to be having such a big day too? Keenan Allen, right? Keenan Allen is going to be still the number one guy for San Diego. He's still going to get his targets or whatever. 
But we're talking about Rebus Island. How about Patrick Peterson, Peterson Island? Island? Because that's where he's going to be. Absolutely. And this is part of the reason why tight ends score so well against Arizona. Because Patrick Peterson helps to shut down the wide receivers so well. So you have to look elsewhere. And you have to put pressure on their linebackers to cover their their their, uh, defense, their, their uh, tight ends. The difference is, here's what, again, what I'm going to jump on the Ladarius Green thing. Is that you cannot... Put a linebacker on Ladarius Green. He's too fast. Yeah, you're gonna have to bring a safety down to cover him. Big, fast, and hungry. Which right. In which case, he's too big. Correct. Great way so to go through your It's an absolute through. mismatch, and in this type of a game, and again, where you have those lock, the lockdown corner, and, and how you're gonna play, and again, now that you're not able to consistently to shut down the run. It should lead to some really big opportunities for him in the middle of the field. I like it. I think Mafeu is gonna play on the tight end for most of this game. The honey badger is gonna he's, go crazy. I mean, is he he's playing week one? So he's back. Supposedly, supposedly yes. I don't. I think he's gonna be on a snap count though. I don't think he's gonna play the whole game. I mean, don't just, play though. Limit him to third downs, passing obvious passing situations. Put him up against the tight end, and I think he can create a little bit, or you can decrease that mismatch you know a what? little bit. But the dude's only five nine, five ten. So let's talk about yeah. running backs in this game. Obviously, you got Woodhead, you got uh, Matthews, you got the new guy uh, Donald oh, Brown man. for for San Diego. Let's talk about Ellington, the guy that I took. In the third round and was going in the second round in some drafts. This is a guy that's like boom or bust. He's he's a second round best pick or the worst pick in the second but round. I, I, What's gonna happen? Yeah, I just want to. I talk about, about the dude. Want you guys talk about the other guys. Talk yeah. about whatever. No, everyone talk about whatever. Well, but, but this is the last conversation like, we're closing out. Here, I, 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 talk I, about I, the running backs with with Ellington. I love what they're going to be able to do with him in this game. And here's the biggest reason in particular where I think that he's going to have the biggest impact is going to be as a receiver. Because when they split him out, it's going to force Manti Teo to have to try to guard him. He can't guard him. No, you can't, I don't know any linebackers that can No really linebacker guard. can guard him, right. So when, and, and, they, and they are Bruce Arians. Again, trust your coaches, right? Know who your coaches are, why Norv Turner does so well with tight ends and running backs. Well, Bruce Arias is going to do the same thing with his wide receiver deep, and he's going to do the same thing with his running back. He has always had success at building those two positions. So he doesn't do anything for a bad or a tight end, but he does for those two positions. Absolutely. And so the way, and again, that now what he sees in Ellington is that he understands, too, that the game of the NFL has changed so much. So that I'm looking forward to Ellington being used so differently in every game that he becomes such an X factor that defenses just don't know how to prepare for him and and I think that's like it's it's like a mad scientist and he this is his main toy that he's going to get to play. All I hope for is that he just doesn't get the shit knocked out of him. Right. That's it. That's it. I, I, when I it comes him. to him, I just hope he doesn't get the shit I knocked out. I watched him in the preseason. He's one of those type of guys who can get to if need be and he'll do it. He'll get to the sideline quicker than you and he'll just run straight up. And he'll get you, he'll get a couple extra yards doing it too. You know, I mean, he's not, he's the type of guy who doesn't like to get hit hard, and he'll not get hit hard because he's quick enough not to get hit hard. So I, I, I like hope it doesn't song. happen either because I'm a big fan of him, but he is quick, man. Holy shit. This kid is so fucking quick, can get around guys, can get around that outside, can even sneak through. On an zero sixty inside of an off tackle type of play, quick, but a zero sixty after that jaunt to the left or right, that 
that hitched up, boom. Yeah, it's like it's like exactly. fucking the, the Millennium Falcon hyperspeed. He doesn't have. Sorry, great, that was my che- that was my chewing. Yeah, he doesn't have great top end speed or anything. <laughs> Never done chewing in my life. No, that was a tough one. <laughs> he doesn't have elite great top end speed, but his short area quickness is among the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, him and Brandon Cooks have had some of the better numbers in the short area quickness drills in the combine. Russell so, Wilson, the quarterback, as well. Yeah, absolutely. They're, those are those guys who just can make a cut, you know, and chop on a dime, you know, things, all the different cliches we could say. Yeah. <laughs> I got cliches for days, boys. All right. And that's my first one. That's what I say. But, you yeah, win. I, 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 I like. A little bit of everybody on San Diego. I don't like Donald Brown this week. I'm not no. liking a Donald Brown until, you know, there's an injury. Okay. And right now, you know, Ryan Matthews is pretty healthy. Healthier than he's been, you know, last couple seasons. He doesn't have a broken clavicle or anything, which is good uh, going into the season. Uh, so Yes. <laughs> that's obviously that is good. That's a, that that I mean, helps him out. A plus. He finished as a top ten running back last year, so let's see if he can keep it going a little bit. I don't like uh, Matthews as much as I'd like a Woodhead this week. I think that um, Arizona still, regardless of the injuries, I still think they have a solid enough. And by the way, because of your team name in our mock draft in my sixteen team league, that was between Pierre Thomas, who ended up going for forty some odd dollars. I, I had a pass on him. I got. Hammering my Danny Woodhead for twenty two dollars. <laughs> yes, I love. And I am starting him in week one. And that's 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 a better bet. Be used. I like that half the money spent on Woodhead. He's the type of guy that they're going to have to use in this game. Uh, first of all, it's it's an away game, and they do use those scat backs in the away game. Ryan Matthews is going to have to run into that line, and even though it's a decimated line, it's not the same line without Dockett, he's still going to have a tough time. Not, the whole thing isn't just Dockett. They, I mean, if Dockett made the whole fucking team, they wouldn't have been first in the entire NFL. Okay, You don't come first in the entire NFL because of one player. Right. This is a team game, and definitely, Arizona still has a solid front seven. Okay, So... Ryan Matthews, though he's not going to be a great play, he's going to be a, he's going to be an okay play. I do like Woodhead over a Matthews this week. All right, guys, awesome work. It's Labor Day, and we're working. That makes a lot of sense. It's Week One. We're fired up. We've been work. doing. We just did twenty nine. We baby. just did twenty nine of, of these these shows, off, these uh, podcasts awesome. after. During the offseason, after the friggin' Super Bowl, this is episode one, and we're going to do a show every week in season. We're going to fire it up. You're a bigger suck-up than that stupid forest ranger. I love forest. Do you guys see the forest ranger that actually got caught being passed out with a, uh, beer with a Keystone Lightness in his crotch? Beer face. face. Some hiker, hey, Keystone Light right here, a, 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 a reserve, a, arm, a ranger was passed out. A hiker was like, hey, hey, are you? They thought he was dead. Dude. <laughs> they called the cops, DUI, got arrested, lost the job. Keystone is always Phenomenal. smooth. Keystone always is always smooth. knocking out the... And Keystone also sometimes gets bitter beer face. Bitter beer face. But here's what we're going to say. Week one... You know that we got you here through your drafts. We know you know what we've been doing. We have so much fun. We wanted to keep this podcast to 
two hours. It'll be but three. We, but it's under three, which is great. Uh, we love you. It's week one. Stick with us. Ask us questions. Listen to all our shit. Let's fire this up. I just want to make sure that our audience knows. It's not just about who you draft. It's week to week. It's getting the person that got Zach Stacy in week three or four last week really helped himself. It's it's as simple as that. So stick with us. Nobody in the industry, there's not a show out there, there's not an article out there, there is nothing out there that is going to give you more information week to week for fantasy football than this Pyro podcast. Stick with us, no and, matter how long it is. And no matter what, no matter what your season starts out like, I will tell you, there is there's none of us here that would be afraid of taking your 0-3 team and turning it into a winner before the season's over and making the playoffs. No doubt. Period. I fully agree with that. Just we'll, come here. Just come here. Every we week. will close you better. Jane's Addiction. We're closing it out with I'm Up the, the Beach. beach. It's up. so fucking sweet, this song. Nothing like it. Up Period. the Beach. Nothing shocking.